0: Hey, let's get
1: down to it, boppers. Hey, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Show. Somehow it's Thursday. Oh, yeah. This uh, four-day work week would really work out. And I really do think Mondays should be the off day, not Friday.
2: Cut that head off. Cut the head off the snake.
1: Thank you. That's what I was thinking. Cut the head off the snake. Because really, it's not about having more party time. It's more recuperating time that the country needs. The country needs to heal its long weekends of partying. Not start that long weekend on a Thursday night. Just say to yourself, I'm going to party most of Sunday. Like, look at next week. Yeah. At Super Bowl week. Who the hell wants to come in on Monday?
2: I'll be in here hungover. I'm going to give you guys a heads up.
1: And that's different how?
2: I just want to let you guys know. I'll try to keep it under control, but I'm going to get pretty whacked before the game Do you know where you're going
1: for Super Bowl?
2: I think my buddies are moving into a new apartment in Astoria, so house party time, dog. Looks like I'll be spending the day at Chili's, and I'm pretty excited about it. Two for 20. (laughs) Fucking, you get to share an app, and you get two appetizers.
1: Uh, Let's move over to the other uh, football, world football, and there is just a great clip up on the iBank today of this guy in Chelsea um, kicking a kid. He's kicking the ball boy on the field, and even if you don't like sports... Or if you certainly don't like soccer, who doesn't like seeing a kid get kicked with spikes?
2: Uh, Jesus Christ, dude.
1: Uh, what's your angle on this, Chris Stanley?
2: I gotta say this it's kind of a fucking it's kind of a dick move. It it's a guys a scumbag move to just
3: nail this kid in the gut. Any kid walks off. Absolutely. This is just disgusting to see a professional athlete kick a ball boy. See, I think that you guys don't
1: understand. Europe. Number one, the kid's fucking flopping. Okay. <laughs> Two, the ball continues. The the clock continues to run in this game. Right. Right. Yeah. This kid laid on top of a ball and would not let go of it as the clock's running. We don't even have anything to. I guess you could think of it this way: uh, a ball in baseball gets fucking uh, hit mm-hmm. down the first base of line. Rolls into foul. You know how we always have those little foul girls there? Yeah. What if one of them, while the ball is live, grabbed the ball and laid on top of it? What is the first baseman supposed to do but yank it off her? But they're not going to fucking kick her like she's a goddamn mule. She can't. They can't use their hands over there. So he did the only thing he could. Kick a kid in the ribs. Now, did you see the kid flop, though? I mean, the kid is faking. Now, here's the other part of it you don't know because you think about kids here. They start drafting people over there, ten years old. This kid is not a child who somehow got to be the fucking ball boy. He's a member of that organization, and he's cheating to help his team. Damn man, I'm turning around a little bit, ain't I? I didn't
2: realize the intricacies of, of soccer.
1: There was a thing the other night where they had on um, Messi, who's the greatest. Blah blah blah. All time. Duh, duh, duh. That whole fucking team has been playing together like the Mickey Mouse kids all went through life together. They were all drafted and started playing together 10, 11 years old. They're now in their mid-20s. They've been playing together as a team for like 15 fucking years. So they're all like, we know where to pass. We know how each other. They basically uh, have uh, lived together. For fifteen years. That's bizarre. I can It's a remember. whole different way of sport over there. So you're um, just
2: making money and fucking going against the world with your fucking basically your best friends, the people you've known your entire
1: life. Uh, here's Sean. Let me try you now, Sean. You're on the Run a show.
4: Hey, I saw something online yesterday where the kid had posted. It was either on Twitter or Facebook before that. If the opponent, if the opponent's team was getting, if the opposing team was getting the ball,
5: and he was the one getting it, that he liked to hold on to it for extra time.
1: That is his little gimmick. This kid is, for lack of a better word, a fucking cheater. And who knows whether it's his decision or was whether that organization's decision. Um, it's fucking part of the game, as far as I see it. What don't they have overage though for just
2: this fucking type no. of shit going on? No, this, because this that that, that is
1: not overage. That's part of the fucking game. Overage is when somebody I think. Uh, you know, does their flop and lays in the middle of the flip field and all that kind of shit. Injury t- time. Oh. This thing right now is the kid doing his best to steal precious <laughs> sentence. And look at the fakeness <laughs> of this fucking kid. Like He's so WWE. <laughs> um, here's Al. Al, you're on the Run of Fez show.
6: Hey, Ronnie. Did you ever see when a goalie falls on top of a puck and... and, and the Everybody's digging him. The- it's stick, yeah, it stick to driving like crazy until that referee blows the whistle. So it's the ref's fault. <laughs>
1: it's very weird to me to uh, see everybody in this country um, trying to find child abuse wherever they could. If anything, I think he treated this kid like a professional. Um, let's go over here Hardcore. to Patrick he- in D.C. You're on the Running face Show.
5: Yeah, Ron, this kid, this, there's no reason to be appalled about this. This kid knew what the fuck he was doing. He just he fell on that ball. The guy barely touched him, and he's flopping around. And he's also
1: doing flop face, so the guy does get red carded. And he's he got, actually he performing. He yeah, the guy, the guy was red carded. Everybody in Europe is uh, pissed about this. Here's Ralph. Ralph, you're on the Run of Faze show.
6: Hey, Ronnie. I just want to let you know,
5: this is like a home field advantage thing that they do in Europe all over the place. If you had watched this game from the beginning, there were other kids slow rolling the ball back to the, uh, to the goalie and just holding on to it just a little longer than they should. If you watch games from Spain, they'll actually throw two balls onto the field at the same time to stop the from going. Well, and- those
3: kids shouldn't be in that position then if that's what they're doing. But the answer isn't to get kicked by a person who kicks professionally. They all kick professionally, including
1: the kid. Everybody over Now, by the way, if you see the kick that he gave that kid, You know it's not as hard as he could kick. You're acting like a boxer punched somebody as hard as he could punch. He gave the kid a kick in the ribs. If he wanted to, he could have shattered that little fucking brat's ribs.
2: Yeah, there was no running start. It just was just a pretty much leaning. He could have lit that
1: kid up. What he was saying is, let go of the ball, you fucker. (laughs) I think it's great, and I do like the system that they have over there. That these kids are just uh, meat that is ready to be ground up, take them away from their parents as an early age. In the uh, time of Messi, they moved him out of his own country, out of his own continent I was a little boy, and put him over into that program and worked him constantly. And then when you're done your soccer, you get your readings and writings lessons.
2: Oh, those guys. And kids. they
1: bypassed the whole student-athlete fucking lie that we run in this country, and it's just the truth. They're professional athletes. you kids on.
2: property of Real Madrid, and you're going to fucking run shit.
1: And if you don't end up in one of those programs as a little kid, you're never going to be good enough to play. Whoa, man. You're never going to fucking make it. Basically, you look at it that in this country, it's why American kids don't play baseball anymore. Because the Dominican kids uh, become part of... This factory, this baseball factory, at a very uh, early age. Um, Jake, you're on the Run of Fez show.
5: Hey, Ron. This yeah. is a, uh, yeah, this kind of the equivalent of, I don't know, you know, Yankee fan kid in the outfield interfering with the ball that's in play, affecting the, getting a home run for Jeter, same kind of thing, whatever that kid's name is. Yeah, was. I,
1: I do remember that kid, and that kid, of course, was made a hero in New York. And then hated everywhere else in the country. And then the kid actually said, when I went to the game that day, I had a feeling I was going to be able to do something to help out the Yankees. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind, kid. That was a one in a billion shot you had to fuck with that ball. Kid of destiny. (laughs) He believed it. He honestly woke up (laughs) that morning believing it. This kid, if you want to get out there and play with the big boys, you're going to take a shot in the ribs. You're going to fuck with somebody else's game. You're going to take a shot for it. What's wrong with that?
3: Because it's a, an assault on somebody. It's kicking. It's injuring someone on purpose. He's not injured. He gave him a kick in the ribs.
1: Everyone acts like this kid was four. Like somehow a player ran into the stands and kicked a four-year-old as hard as he could.
2: He looks like a teenager.
1: Um, Here's uh, Jason. You're on the run of Fez show.
5: Yeah, you already kind of touched on it. This, this kid was 17 years old. And the player is only 21. Eden Hazard is only 21 years old. So it's not like he was, like you said, kicking a four-year-old. It's got the teenagers.
3: It doesn't matter how old someone is. You don't kick people. <laughs> what it's th- just common decency and sense. You don't kick people. But You, you
1: also don't tack pe- tackle people unless you're in the game of football. You know what I mean? Like, this is part of that game. They absolutely do kick each other. It happens. Uh, the kid was red carded, but in no. And by the way, that's one small shot in the ribs, and finally to get this little fucking jarhead to let go of the ball. It's fantastic video. <laughs> and look at this little fucking sluggo. Take him straight to jail. Um,
2: He's a good actor.
1: They're all actors over there. Rich, Long Island, you're on the Run of Fest show.
6: Hey, Ronnie Pepper, what's up? Maybe hey. they should have put a helmet on that kid and fucking kicked him in his head. And how about did the kid have a sign on his back that said, Kick me?
1: It's coming off that way. Fernando, Palm Beach.
5: Yeah, the other thing is, if you take a look at it, he didn't kick the kid in the ribs. He's trying to kick the ball from underneath the guy's fat belly to bounce out Shit. the other side. So everyone's going crazy for no reason. Oh,
1: so he actually oh, kicked the ball. fuck.
5: Yes, he's
3: laying on top of the ball. It looks to me to like the out point out of his of shoe goes right into the ribs. But he is laying that's on... Why is a kid laying thing. on top of a ball? Because is, this guy's coming after him.
1: So do you protect the ball? All the guy wants is the ball. He ain't stealing his wallet. Now, if he would have kicked that kid, then reached in his back fucking pocket, <laughs> took out his cash, I would say that's the assault that Fez shoes. was talking about. But all he wanted was <laughs> the ball. So if the kid doesn't lay on top of the ball, it's fine. Um, here's Steve. Steve, you're on the Run and Fez show.
6: Um, enough with the, the false outrage, Fez. Oh, that's all you got
3: because you like You think enough. it's okay to kick people. Enough, man. Enough you don't even know him. Enough
1: him. with you. <laughs> what is this? Is this false outrage then? No. Well, I'll claim ignorance on my
2: part on the sport of soccer.
1: Well, we're all ignorant of it, but we know sports enough to know. Give the fucking player back the ball. Exactly.
3: Jeez. Jeez, let's just kick people every time something doesn't go our way. Look at the HBK. Someone, someone gets in our way going in a in a door. Let's just start kicking them.
1: What door? This is a fucking soccer game. The ball's in play. Somebody who's not playing is laying on top of the ball. He Then he fucking goes into a WWE... Fucking move. What happened? Ah uh, What happened uh, to me? God, how they trained those kids to flop. This should be a fucking internet Fucking meme. flopping continent. This fucking kid's
2: great selling this it shit. It is. He's like looking around like he got a fucking
1: concussion. How come you're not making internet memes? You always seem to know what the hot ones are. You should get on things first. And see if we can't make one of your memes take off.
2: Well the hot one right now is good advice, Mallard. It's a duck that
1: gives you practical advice. <laughs> well, that's fucking great, but I think this kid getting kicked. <laughs> All right. Now we're looking at this over and over again in slow motion. It does look like he was kicking the ball, and as soon as he got the ball, he left the kid alone. He just
2: got and bounce, huh?
1: Here's uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show.
5: Hey, Ronnie, AP's reporting that he kicked that kid because he was gay.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Anyone who would kick a kid would also kick a gay person. From Selma to Stonewall.
1: What? Did you just mention Stonewall? During the inaugural speech?
2: The Queen's Nest, as the fucking Daily News said all those years ago.
1: Maybe now reach arounds will be legal. Glory holes will no longer be boarded up. <laughs> and be able to exist in the full glory which they were invented. Um, here's Tommy, Indiana. You're on the Run and Face Show.
5: Ronnie, how are you, sir? Good, my friend. First of all, Swansea City is up 2 nothing. The guy from Chelsea is going out of bounds to get the goddamn ball from the ball boy. And he falls on it. Hazard tries to get the ball from him, and he kicks it out from underneath him. I say the little faggot had it coming to him. Whoa. Fuck you. Fuck
6: you, whackbag
1: What? Oh, that's sweet. That's did, good to hear. Did he say swack bag? No, swackbag bag is Dave's. That's whack bag. Oh, gee. The real deal.
2: Now, this kid's just yelling fucking for the ref. After he gets fucking. Nuts. I wonder
1: if anyone left at runfez.net would still yell out that. Um, it is the run of face show. Here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the run
5: of face show. Hey, the kid flopped so hard, I hear the Italians are making an offer to him.
1: You know, the Italians take the full heat for it, but I see all the Europeans flopping. It's really embarrassing how much that they act like they've been shot before the magic spray comes out and they're able to get up and start playing again.
2: <laughs> Did they have drills on flopping?
1: Until the referees fucking care about it, it's going to go on forever. You know what I mean? Like, over here, I think we would start saying we're going to throw people out for taking a flop.
2: Yeah, dudes get fined for faking injuries and shit all the time.
1: Um, here's uh, here's Bob Lakeland. You're on the Renfest show. Bob.
5: Oh, hey, I didn't hear you say my name. Yeah. Uh, that other guy stole my thunder. I had heard on the BBC that the kid was stalling around, and then he fell on the ball before he kicked him. No, I, the it, yeah,
1: there's plenty of video there to show that That's this it. kid was trying to disrupt the game, actually trying to cheat. And, uh, of course, the player was frustrated because the game is, that is a live ball. So you want to get it back into play, particularly if you're down as quickly as possible.
2: There's only 12 minutes left in the fucking now,
1: match. as I also said, 17-year-olds over there are professionals. 14-year-olds are professionals. It's not like our bullshit NCAA system. They are ground and molded until finally they're little soccer robots.
2: Making giant amounts of
1: money. Having, well, the ones that make it, yeah. the rest of them fall by the wayside into alcoholism drug abuse, human trafficking, and gay porn. <laughs> um, here's Ted, California.
5: Hey, Ron, love yeah. the show. Hey, Fed, the question, you know, when the guy comes out and streaks on the field and interrupts the game and they tackle his ass, isn't that kind of the same thing?
3: No, that guy's breaking the law and being arrested. It's really They're handcuffing him.
1: Well, so why not leave that to the police? Why do the players have to do it? One of the most famous scenes in uh, football history is when Mike Curtis fucking clotheslined one of those guys. Just hysterical. Uh, and the thing is, you enter that squared circle. Sorry, my friend. You're down on the field. That's a live ball. Get the fuck off it. Um, here's Scott, South Dakota. You're on the run of show.
6: Yeah, Fez, you got to
5: understand the game, you know. It's the same thing. What do you think happens in American football on the bottom of a pile with a loose ball? Do you understand? The, I would despise
1: that, football?
5: by the way. I mean, you got to understand the game, man.
1: There's no worse play, in my opinion, in sports than the pile where they're all attacking the guy who's suffocating on the bottom. I can oh. barely look at that. This guy's got thousands of pounds laying on top of him, and then those same guys are... Sticking their fingers in his eyes and squeezing his nuts. They're just punching dick in there, right? Yeah, just hoping. Oh, and the raps are doing that, hey, get off. And no one ever gets <laughs> thrown out of the game for it. It's so annoying. It's free play. It's free and I get so claustrophobic <laughs> watching that fucking thing.
2: And it can last for a while. So like A lot of times they're just fucking going at yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it's a fucking dog pile. It's nuts. Remember when you were a kid and you said, let's dog pile that motherfucker, you know?
2: Just fucking get sweaty. Just get everybody angry. would
1: dive on top of him. And even then, I'd be like, I'm going to be last in the fucking dog pile. I'll come in, you know, dropping a fucking elbow. Fucking Two th- minutes too late.
2: They're all going to feel it.
1: Because I ain't only going to be in the bottom of that shit. I'll come up fucking stabbing. Your dick shouldn't
2: be fucking harassed in sport. I mean, it's, something has to be sacred.
1: Come uh, on. A lot of these running backs aren't wearing cups anymore. Yeah.
2: They're like, fuck it, it, slows me down.
1: Frank Gore actually doesn't even wear tight pants. He flops when he runs. Yeah, his fucking dick actually it's changes just, sides. That whole package is flying <laughs> all over the place. And I'm like, <laughs> do you want to lose your balls? You don't care. He runs and hard. His fucking knees are exposed. There's no protection there. His shit. Was, what are you? You're fucking- basically wearing a fucking pair of culottes and you're running down the field. <laughs>
2: You don't care, man.
1: They used to load people up with thigh pads, knee pads. Look at the
2: Asian shit. I'd see, you know, you see shit like they're
1: I don't know when it changed. It's a really good point. I don't know when it it all became about speed. But none of those guys are protecting their knees. Nobody. That's why 29,
2: you're done. as running back. You're you're fucking really. That's. Once you're 30.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I don't know if it's always the knee. It's just sometimes it's just like a progression of just being beat the fuck up so much. You know, just like I can't take it anymore. It's getting slightly And slower. that goes to show you how much it e- easier it is to play uh, quarterback or even wide receiver because those guys can go on for a while.
2: Barring a crazy ACL injury.
1: But right now the countdown begins. Like as soon as you enter the league and you're a running back, it's almost like you're in dog years. It's over, man.
2: And no one wants to pay the fucking running back. Rich Jones, Drew couldn't get a fucking contract. What the fuck?
1: Um. No, it's true. It's they really don't want to pay up. because they don't give a shit about that position.
2: And then when they fucking and when dudes like Chris Johnson sit out for fucking training camp or whatever, they're seen as the bad guy because they're they fucking they only have three years left of their fucking working life and their fucking chosen profession. They want to get paid.
1: Mike in DC. Hey, Ron.
5: Seth's problem is he just doesn't know much about loose balls.
3: I get it. I have a pair of my own. So I know all about mine. Frank Horst,
1: though. Yeah, but you ought to go in for a tighten-up.
3: I didn't know they could do that.
1: Yeah, of course they can. A lift. You're tense today, huh? Yeah. I hear the short breaths going on. What happened? Another heart attack?
3: No, just uh, listening to some O&A today. As they, were, they were playing audio from our show when we were talking about the gay off. And how I was against it.
1: You are not just against it, Fez. You're against everything lately.
3: I'm against any sort of contest where you're paying $1,500 to see if a guy can stand uh, having a gay man near him. I'm so
1: disgusted. I'm tapping out right now. I wouldn't be able to do it. I'll tell you right now, I'm almost ready to tap out because you can't seem to keep your hands out of your big bushy mustache. He had just had two fucking fists squeezing at it while I'm looking at it.
3: It's driving me crazy. He tugs at it.
2: You gotta get that shit better manicured
1: or however you want to say it.
3: Well, I have to let it grow out so I can have it handlebar.
1: Stop pulling at it. That's gonna be a new thing. It's gonna be a fine every time I see your fingers in it because it's grossing me out. I'd rather see you fucking rubbing your own asshole than grabbing at that. I don't know why. It disgusts me. I just see this the whole show. (laughs) You're just fucking tugging at that thing. Is there food in it? It's like if if David Crosby started to fucking try to self-hurt. We should try to book David Crosby and just have Fez sitting next to him until Crosby goes like this. Are you trying to make fun of me, motherfucker? Is that what this is?
2: Crosby will pull a fucking
1: gat. Maybe we could have Fez dress in black and follow David Crosby like it's his shadow wherever he goes. He's just right behind him the whole time. It
2: looked like some cool CGI because this is the white fucking mustache being shadow.
3: All right, do we got ONA talking about you? Yes, yeah. Uh, ONA, they had Dan Soder in today, and they were talking about me being against the gay off. Wow, okay, I Fez, see what's happened here. Fez dumbs it down, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wait, he's let's stop that right oh, there.
2: No.
1: Did Ope just say Fez dumbs it down? Yeah. He it, dumbs down the gay contest? Yeah. That's fucking great. <laughs> All right, take it back to the beginning if you can. So. Wow, okay, Fez, I see what's happened here. Fez dumbs it down, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. He's dumbing it
0: down, Well, a little no, bit. He's, he's, <laughs> he is now... The defender of the gay. He is a gay superhero. Sure, he (laughs) shunned it his entire life. Putting on a complete facade about gayness and and really not coming forward. But when he came out of that closet, he was dressed in a cape and (laughs) Ah!
5: shorts. And ready to go.
0: And ready to go like the gay superhero that he is. Defending the gay. Maybe
2: he spent all those years in the closet warming up. Stretching and then just hit it
0: running. I love the disgust. $1,500 for hanging around. Um, For being a, having a stomach yeah, got, being around a gay person, you're like, oh boy, <laughs> I, I think it's
1: more, you know, it's just kind of a, well, you're a took funny a a thing. Oiled massages. All right, it's kind of just kind of moved into nothing there, there at the end. But uh, coming out of the closet wearing a cape is fucking hysterical, Fez, because you did go from I have nothing to do with gays till now. I am running around.
3: You're running around
1: trying to save gays instead of fuck them. That seems to be your big problem.
3: So far, that's my first step since I came out. But someone has to defend gays around here in this building.
1: We have Al-Q. There's an entire channel. Hell yeah. That actually goes like this when they walk past here. You guys are great. (laughs) No one needs to defend gays in this building. There's not another building in America who has a 24-hour gay channel. (laughs) Jesus Christ, we're on the forefront of gay rights. And let me say this about ONA. I saw them friends with a lot more gay people than you've ever been friends with. Remember when uh, Ant tried to hook you up with um, the guy from Steampipe Alley years ago?
3: Mario Cantone. Yeah. How did that go? He looked at me with utter disgust. Like I was an animal. They introduced me to Mario, and I just—and not even a comment—just the dirtiest look I've ever gotten from any person. Looking me up and down like I was just some sort of beast.
1: We gotta join this gay contest and win it. Oh yeah. You should become the fucked off for them.
3: Well, you hear Anthony saying it's funny. It's a gay gay stuff is funny. What do you mean gay stuff is funny? Well, d- went on to say that... Uh, I can honestly look at you and
1: say you're no longer funny. So, I think you win that battle. I didn't that, mean to hate... I, no, didn't look at me. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I was fucking around.
3: No, it's... No, he's saying that to hetero people, gay sex is hysterical.
1: It has been. <laughs> Remember the on our show when uh, Al Dukes was blindfolded and drunk years ago? And I was saying, you have to guess which girl is kissing. And some guy fucking made out with him. And when he took the thing off, we were all laying on the ground laughing. <laughs> and now, now Al Dukes is doing the only gay sports show in America over to the fan. I, didn't you laugh that night that Al kissed the guy?
0: I laughed
3: that night. I laughed because at it's... Al being fooled. I didn't laugh at the gayness of oh. it. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, the gayness is what it made it funny. The fact that he
3: had—it was a dude. It's hysterical. But Anthony's just proving my point when he says it's funny that this is just a reason to mock gay people. That the gay person is the freak and the pinhead in the sideshow here. Mm, I wouldn't say
1: that. I think the fact of straight guys being doing something that they're not. And by the way, I think this is going to go a lot smoother. Than they wanted to Because I think there's a lot of guys Who just don't give a fuck And just want that money Yeah, and they just want that money And they don't care You know, because of Survivor And all those kind of shows They're like, yeah, I'll eat shit for money Gay for pay
2: It'll go on
3: for days Because no one will tap out
2: Those have to get fucking hardcore And then dudes will start fucking dropping But it's gonna take a fucking while
3: I had to pick it outside that window When it's going on What's that gonna do?
1: Um, let's go over to, uh, Craig in Oregon. You're on run, Fez.
6: Hey, what's going on, buddy? Don't ask Fez, like, he used to be so funny with his comments about waking up next to young Puerto Rican boys and everything else, but if no one knew anything about a gay person and they were just looking at Fez, walking around the building, standing in the corner, scared in an elevator, that he, hes everything that he's against when it comes to what people think of gay people, he's that weird dude that no one wants to talk to That creeping over people's shoulder and just standing there, yet he wants to fight for the right for people to think gays are normal, if you just go by Fez, gays are fucking insane. Show up,
1: don't do yeah, fucking don't go job, don't judge and- gays by Fez. But let's actually say this. This is also gonna is rough for Fez. These straight guys that are gonna be in the contest will be closer to be having gay sex than Fez ever has.
2: They'll have more gay experience, hundred percent. I mean their fucking junk will be touched and they will have junk pushed upon them, from what I hear.
1: And on this show, uh Paul O is straight. And was kissing your face just to make Jerry Barker feel mad.
2: For like fucking 45 minutes?
1: Unfortunately, it made Jerry Barker feel aroused.
2: Just fucking rock hard.
1: And as he said, he made in the front of his pants. <laughs> that's that's Stylish. the statement that I think he made. I don't know. Don't
5: quote me on it. Um,
3: here's Bobby. Bobby, you're on the Manifest Show. Hey,
5: Faz, I think... Honestly, you should leave
3: the defense of the gays for actual gay people. I am gay. I'm openly gay. And anthony that was one thing Anthony was right about. I am a defender of the gay.
1: I will say this. I think that Ant has probably over his career, and Opie as well, uh, promoted more gay performers than you have. What? I don't see you going out of your way to have gay performers on this show. And whatever you say about ONA, uh, If the person's funny, they will let him come in and hang. If Ant disagrees with him, but he's interesting or funny, they will let him come in and hang. And that's true of Jimmy, Opie, that whole team. They would have the Taliban in if the Taliban would do something outrageous and get big fucking laughs. That's the code that they live by. And I think the point of this is it's going to be a funny fucking thing. I feel bad that Opie thinks that you've dumbed down his gay-off. First annual gay-off. When apparently it's a very subtle, intelligent, sophisticated bit of humor.
3: I didn't realize it was so intricate.
1: Um, here's uh, Dustin. You're on the run of Fez show.
5: Hey, what the fuck, Fez? You already zapped half of the fun out of this show. Now you got to fuck
4: shit up for Opie and Anthony, too.
1: Maybe that's what you should be a defender of. You could be the superhero who stomps out, laughs wherever you go. You hear two kids laughing, run over and do something horrific to stop it.
3: I am pointing out the uh, the point of this contest. And that is to make gay people look like a disgusting beast. Don't you think it makes fucking straight
1: guys? Look like disgusting beasts. Like, like look
3: prostitutes. What,
1: look what they're willing to do for cash. That's the funny part of it.
3: Yes, what, uh, yes, because the way it's presented is what they're willing to do is horrible and disgusting. It is supposed to be like Fear Factor. Maybe what it's saying is, maybe what they're doing, and this is where
1: Opie's bringing something sophisticated to this bit, is showing, look how closely we are to, to doing anything.
2: Queer factor.
1: All for that cash. Gotta make those Benjamins.
2: I did all for the Benjamins. Puff Daddy, baby.
1: Um. Let's go over to uh, Al Buffalo. You're on the Run fest Show. Hey, guys. How you
6: doing? I, uh, I I really feel for you, man. I understand how this really strikes you, and it really upsets you. But today, I, I don't think the general public is that ignorant as to what goes on with the gays. It's just a stunt. It's just a promotion. It's just something to make the guys laugh on Opie and Anthony. I, I, I hear you. I understand how you're you're offended by
3: it, and I feel for you, man. But I, I don't think now it's even the gays. It would, be, it, it would be the same if it was like, oh, who could stand to make out with a retarded person? <laughs> Hold on, I'm jotting that one down. Don't write really it down. It. <laughs> Bring in a bunch of white guys. Oh, who could stand to be with a black woman? Mm-hmm. It would be the exact same well, you don't thing, think... and people would be shocked at that, not laughing at it. But
1: wouldn't it be kind of funny if you brought a bunch of racists in and see if uh, what it would take for them to make out with a black Women well, wouldn't that be kind of an interesting thing?
2: I'd love it. We have to fucking prove that they're racist, though, somehow. Check their Twitter feeds.
1: Just see if they're white. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> By the way, I was reading the fucking Twitter feeds of Iron Sheik last night, which I had never seen before. I guess it's very, very popular. And God damn is that funny. That th- Seriously, that's like watching someone having a mental fucking breakdown. <laughs> um, Eddie, in Los Angeles, California.
5: Hey, guys. Benzie, I just wanted to tell you, you just hit the point when you said, because it's horrible and disgusting. It is horrible and disgusting for them. Same contest would be just as funny with you sitting in a chair. How many different vaginas
3: can be put in your face? No, it w- that would still be making fun of the gay person. How's that? <laughs>
5: They'd be making fun of someone who can't handle something that, as you said, is horrible and disgusting to them. And watching them take it one by
1: one. I remember that, like, years ago in Florida, people, we'd be in titty bars and people would buy lap dances for Fez. And then everybody would be laughing because Fez was the only one not knowing that he was gay. And he would always do the same thing. He would have this, like, smirk on his face and have his hands out, like, in a round thing, without his hands touching. Oh. But he would have his wrists on the girl's thing, <laughs> acting like, I'm really digging this. And everybody would be rolling. Holy like, you liking his fast? And he'd be like, I do. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, everybody knew he was uncomfortable, but him. Um, here's uh, Marshall. You're on the run of fest Show. Whoops. I'm going to try you one more time, Marshall. It was my fault. On this fucking computer. Uh, Marshall in Texas, you're on the <laughs> hey. run of Fez Show.
5: Hey, Ronnie. Um, did Fez really just say that gay stuff isn't funny? Did the guy who played a fake gay character for laughs for like a decade really just say that gay stuff isn't funny? I, I cannot
3: believe it. I said gay sex isn't funny to gay people. Where Anthony wants to laugh at it. And if you want to know my two feelings, my coming out story is on the iBang. You can search well, for it and- there.
5: It was well written, and I and I loved it. But Fez, come on! You used to make fun of gay sex. You used to make jokes about sucking dick and all that stuff. Ironically,
1: you and did, Fez. Maybe hilarious. that's what you're. Maybe that's what you're angry about. Is that that used to be your entire act? Of one time, I actually brought him over to uh, go through the Phillies fucking. Um, Stuff with the coaches, like, in their showers, Fez ran through, and guys were, like, yelling and stuff, and, like, putting towels around themselves. He was like, hey, how's it hanging, everybody? Everybody was fucking cracking up about it, but it was making fun of, hey, look, straight guys, a gay is here. Now, this was long before Fez knew he was gay, but it was the actual point of that joke of, look, I don't belong here because I'm sexualizing an after-game shower. Staring at your cocks
3: Yes and I've changed my attitude Since I realized I was gay Well why don't you let everybody else catch
1: up with you Why don't you give Everybody else another 12 years
3: Before they have to be there I'm just pointing it out along the way That this gay off is mean to gay people
1: Have you ever gotten around to apologizing To who This society at large The fact that you made money Are you going to give money back for all the years that you did gay sex jokes?
3: I, I apologized over and over again. To who? On the air I did. Like What, what, what are you going to do with that? Like when F Word of the Opera came back up. I apologized for that and said it was wrong.
1: I don't even remember that. Yeah. It's little, what happened? There's an old drop. Um, let's go over here to um, John. John, you're on the Run of Face show.
5: Hey Fezzy, Ron, million bucks, baby. Hey buddy, just want to tell you, Fez. Man, I don't know. I don't know what's been going on with you lately, man. Uh, I listen to the best of uh, best of you guys on the radio. You know, whenever uh, you're not live on the air, man. Some of that stuff is so funny, man. And and you take things a lot more seriously now. The best
1: stuff fantastic. is a killer for us because you'll hear Fez coming on strong, and everybody wants him to come back with it. Taking off uh, on Monday, destruction for Fez. Because everyone's like, holy shit, that was so funny, the shit you were doing with Earl. Yeah, Fez got very mad at my
2: annual Martin Luther King Best of Black Girls fuck-ups show. He was mad at you for it? No, no, I'm just saying no, Fez was get was really fighting with Earl in those best ofs. He was really good at him.
1: I forgot that we did an annual Martin Luther King Day.
2: Three or four years
1: running. <laughs> Man, that's offensive. Why is that so? I don't see what's so offensive about it. A uh, uh, fucking Martin Luther King day with a black guy getting yelled at for four hours. It's, it's a coincidence. Yeah, it's offensive. It's
2: a coincidence. It is. It's a fucking you, you weird. Used,
1: <laughs> you used the term. <laughs> uh, Russell, you're on the Ron and Fez show.
5: Hi. Uh, hey, Ron and Fez. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to point out uh, ONA had that uh, character they used to have, uh, Gay Mario. They had him, like, eat pussy for five minutes.
1: And or, that's funny. Uh, like
5: Britney Spears tickets or something, yeah. and he was like crying and puking and acting like that was disgusting. So I mean, they, they'll go both ways.
1: Here's the thing: if it was offensive, right? What O and A are doing, wouldn't Roland and Sam have already mentioned it by now? They've got. Um, I know, right? Here is um, Carl. Carl, in Michigan. You're on the manifest Show. Carl. Yeah.
5: I think um, you're kind of taking the wrong perspective on it. I mean, you can look at it as making fun of, like, gay stuff and joking about that. Or you could look at it as, hey, look how stupid and dumb these homophobics are acting just not being around a gay guy. I mean, I think that's the perspective you might want to take.
3: I'm taking it for what it is is face value. It's a gross-out contest. What's the gross thing in this? Is it some sort of weird food? Is it some sort of disgusting smell that you have to deal with? No, it's a gay person. The disgusting element in this is, be, is someone being gay. Yeah, but it
5: makes you fun of the homophobics for acting like that. I mean, like what? There's, like you said, there's nothing to be disgusted about. So, I mean, why are you people acting so stupid for this stuff? You
3: know? Well, that's what I would love. I would love if the contest completely backfired and these guys were so into it that it went on for a complete four hours. No winner, No winner named. Just fucking guys in here just fucking and just sucking and going crazy.
1: I'd listen to that crazy-ass show. Um, I will say this. If anything, you are helping O&A to promote this. Because now you've got me like, holy shit. What about that angle? What if dudes just start to get so into it that a guy just yells in the middle of it, I'm leaving my wife Because I want these balls in my mouth forever. (laughs) I never want them to leave. I really... uh, I think... Here's what I think of the bit. I think it's two things. Number one, you can listen to this admittedly comedy bit and think to yourself, why is homophobia so prevalent in our society? And not just our society. Everywhere in the world. There's no fucking where in the world that doesn't have a lot of homophobia. So to blame this on America, matter of fact, if you're going to be gay, this is a good fucking country to be gay in. No one's going to beat you to death with rocks. And then the other part of it that's interesting to me is, what is it about money, short money, that would make people do things they would not normally do? And by the way, that is most of us when we go off to work. Because if they, if they stopped payment... How many jobs would be done in this country? Like, we don't do things like, hey, this is good for all of us. You know, like, if you were all on a fucking desert island, right? Yeah. There was seven of us on the desert island. And you said to yourself, Chris, go get coconuts and bring them back here. I'm going to start the fire. Chris wouldn't be like, what am I getting paid? You know what I mean? He would realize it's for, yeah, we need to do this to survive. I want direct deposit. So... You know, at what point do you start to say, no, I'm not coconut guy anymore. I want to get paid if I'm going to be coconut <laughs> guy. So at some point here, here's guys that supposedly would never do this, right?
3: Right. They're married.
1: And now they're willing to do it for a short 1500 they think That's kind of fucking interesting. What is it about that?
2: People like easy money or suppo- seemingly easy money. Is
0: it easy money if you're licking bulls for it?
2: I don't think so. That's
1: pretty nasty. No offense, Fez. Because I think they're doing it for two reasons. A, they only get the chance at fifteen hundred, right? So there's going to be a lot of guys in there, you know, cupping nuts or whatever they have to do, and not seeing any fucking cash. Uh So another part of it has to be, hey, everybody's paying attention to me doing this. I'm now known. I'm recognized.
2: I'm the guy who go as gay as possible, right? Like I'm the fucking hard. Look at me.
1: I'm the guy who cups nuts. Member from O&A? Check me out. Make sure you invite me to your party. I love to tell this story. I love to die down on this story.
2: I'll work a dick over.
1: Mm. Uh, Brian, Arizona, you're on the Ron and Fez show.
5: Hi, Ron. So I've been thinking about this for a few days. Um, I think this over-the-top gay activism that Fez does is really, it's a way for him to be part of the gay community without actually having any kind of gay relationships or or gay sex. It's a way for him to claim to be gay without actually being gay.
3: It, so far, you are correct. I am actually gay. I haven't acted on it, but I am actually gay. Now, if this was going on. By the way, Chris
1: hasn't acted on it that we know of. Yet I he haven't. did. You went to a very gay school.
2: So he purchased, yes, large gay community.
1: And you're on what I consider at least a fifty percent gay fucking radio show. Well,
2: that's what? What are you talking about?
1: Fez. openly gay but not acting on it. So, I'm just saying. And you love uh, Game of Thrones, yeah. Lord of the Rings, yeah. and a lot of other fucking well, Lord, gay.
2: Lord of the Rings I realized a child. Game of Thrones I discovered as an adult. <laughs> did you? <laughs>
1: did you? Do you ever watch a show like this? No. I wish I was a
2: fucking unicorn. I don't masturbate and watch Game of Thrones. But for
1: the questions. (laughs) Do you wait till it's over? No. No, see, you're doing the joke about him because it's funny to think that he would masturbate (laughs) to something gay, right? I mean, that's... that's the point of that joke, right? I'm being attacked, yes.
3: That he would masturbate to Game of Thrones, where it's not it... a masturbatable show. Oh, every show's a
1: masturbatable show, but the point is that he would masturbate to these fucking gay themes. That's right. That's funny. That's the kind of stuff you tease your buddies about.
2: <laughs> it happens, man. Look, straight, I like Game of
1: Thrones. I don't know. Um, Maybe we need to hear from the police department on this. Here's Keith the cop. Hey, Keith.
5: Gentlemen, how are you? Good, pal. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a little... We need we to go old school with this because O&A are the originators of acceptance in gay radio. When you, If you remember that they allowed our friend Jay Moore to bring a guy to Climax on the radio back at NEW.
1: That is true. That is true.
6: They let him jerk off on the radio. And uh, what, what's more supportive of the gay cause than that? That is very, very true,
1: Fez. Something then, you haven't been willing to do yet with Jay More, If anything, you had a uh, falling out with Jay.
5: And then this is just an old school bit because they brought him in, and he went down on the girl, and he got in tickets.
1: I wonder if it's worth it to him to this day. I wonder if he's still happy with that show that he saw. Wonderful
2: wonder if we'll go for JT tickets now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: So uh, I think that he, uh, Fez's anger is a little misplaced. I think, uh, you know, they are pioneers.
1: Well, here's the thing, though, Keith. Fez's anger is there 100% of the time, no matter what the topic is. Mm-hmm. He's angry guy. There's something he's not saying, and I believe what he's not saying is that he's not gay. And Fez, I'm going to tell you, if you're not gay, I totally accept you. If you are asexual.
3: I know you would, but I am gay. Mm-hmm. Alright. doing right. a lot of
1: gay stuff. Jay Moore's uh, done more gay stuff than you. Is Jay Moore gay?
3: No, Jay Moore's not gay, That's as far so as weird. I know. That's so weird.
1: All right, uh, Keith, good to talk to you. You're always worth a bunch of laughs, buddy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to Joe. Joe, you're on The Ron Fez Show.
5: Hey, guys. I don't know why Fez still does his show. He should probably just quit the show, join the management staff, so then he can block every good idea everybody's ever had.
3: You haven't heard me say, don't do this contest, that I would try has, to get management to stop it. You haven't heard me try to run interference down the hallway.
5: Every idea that Owen and I have get blocked by management. Everything that ONA do seems to piss you off, and every news story seems to piss you off that you could possibly make any type of a funny joke about. So I feel like you'd probably stop it. I love you, but I feel as though you'd probably do that.
3: You know, if I had kept silent on this, if I hadn't talked, there would be calls. uh, Fez hasn't mentioned the gay off that's going on. Fez hasn't said anything about the gay off that ONA is doing. So I yeah, put my it... thoughts out there, and then people get upset about that as oh, well. Hold on. Did you just say
1: you put your farts out there?
3: I put my thoughts Ooh. out there. I
1: want to re-listen to that. I thought for
3: sure I heard farts. I do one more thing. Would you
1: love to work in management, Fez?
3: No, I wouldn't want to work in management. People would hate me even more than they do now.
1: Nobody hates you.
3: Who hates you? Oh, everyone who thinks that I'm overreacting to this just because I'm putting out an opinion. Nobody hates you, though. Who are they? Who are these people that hate you? These people that have called in oh. saying that I'm ruining everything. Well, they. they do you think
1: they're going to hate you if you're management? They're not even going to know. You'll be down there checking on people's time cards, oh, going over vacation dates. If
2: I was the management, I'd run this shit into the ground. It'd be crazy. Nothing. Good fucking Talking
1: other. to pips about the log. Hey. <laughs> I want to make sure this log is here. Little spots play. I want to make sure I pile up papers nobody reads. I honestly think if you really want to get better, we got to get rid of the name Fez Watley. D man. Because you're not old Fez Watley anymore, and that's what people are comparing you to. You know, the fun guy, the happy guy. The I'll go out of my way to make everybody laugh. I'll do the the weird joke. I like the name Jim Jim. Jimbo? Can we call him Jimbo? Nope, Jim Jim. All right. Look, if you fucking hate the name, just say so. But I don't want to fucking work with a Jimbo. I would be willing to do the Ron Jim Jim show. It's three letters. I'd like to see you fucking move into the transvestite stuff that you said you were going to be doing. And then you fucking limited it to pantsuit.
2: Look, go to Salvation Army, pick some shit up real cheap. It probably looks good, too.
1: Why can't he go expensive? Well, I, know, I figured just
2: to try it out, not to d- fucking dump a shitload of money on a whole new wardrobe. See how it feels.
1: Hmm. Let's see if he should be taking fashion advice from <laughs> a, a fucking unmade bed that's watching Game of Thrones. Why? Um, I fucking,
2: I got no. a pair of G-dino hoodie. What's so bad?
1: Hey, don't turn off the fucking uh, bedroom TV. The unmade bed is still enjoying that show. It's a good show. Was it on Showtime or HBO? HBO. I'm a Showtime guy.
2: Showtime is, has a fucking shitload of on it. HBO. Yeah, but
1: they don't have fucking Game of Thrones. Mm-mm. That's
2: the only reason I'm watching it, bro. The magic dagger is going to be able to there's change. No magic, there's no magic dagger.
1: Well, there should be right into him. Mm. Vinny, Rhode Island. You're on the Run of Face show.
5: Hey, what's happening? First of all, I don't hate Fez. I just want to get that out of the way. But uh, I really think that he's being a hypocrite because he has no problem using his platform to make fun of things like the Bible or, you know, things that other people take seriously. And then he sits there and he criticizes everything about, you know, this gay off or, you know, it's, it's pathetic.
3: I only go after the Bible thumpers when I feel they're being intolerant. Which is what we feel you're being right now.
1: You're kind of being intolerant. You're not open to everybody else's point of view. That's intolerance.
3: I I am just pointing out that this contest makes fun of gay people.
1: You've said that a lot of times, but the fact of the matter is, are you ever tolerant of other people's positions? Do You, you ever think, oh, that's interesting. Let me learn from
3: that. No, not when they're discriminatory. How do you know? You haven't even listened
1: to the contest yet. This may be a great social experiment, and this is going to seem very foreign fu- uh, to you that's filled with laughs.
3: I don't know. Someone will have to tell me about it, because I'm not going to listen.
1: But just, you like to gamble, right? Yeah. How long does somebody puke? I say it's got to happen. I say there's got to be a puke coming. Eight o'clock hour. But it says start straight up six. I would think they'd. I can't just... listen at six. I don't really. You know what I mean? I have to have my day started before I can listen to that. <laughs> I have to take a shower, have some breakfast. Well, guess
2: no. I guess some they, fresh air. They build it up, and then it starts at the eight o'clock hour. And then it's, sure, it's pretty fast. Someone just starts projectile vomiting all over some. Gay I dancer. could
1: think of someone throwing up just from the thought of it, though, and not even doing it.
3: I would think O and A would uh, consider it a failure if someone didn't throw up. Um.
1: Uh, Here is Frank. Frank, you're on the Run Runaway Show.
5: Hey guys, hey, he says, just 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 wondered if during the process of this gay off, someone turns and someone breaks down and comes out and say, "Hey, I'm not in the closet." I'm gay. Would you feel anybody better about
3: it? I think that would be a wonderful thing. Shut so up that document. could be wonderful. Shut up See document. what you're
1: saying? The fact that you're saying uh, first you went from this is terrible to now you're saying that there could be some very positive things. Who knows? Maybe some people listen to this and go, why do we make such a big deal about any of this? Why should we even care? Were you homophobic at all when you were a kid? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I... Were you, Chris? No, fuck. Neither was I. Not only was I not homophobic, but most of my musical fucking idols were, because it was the 70s when I was a kid, were either gay or rumored to be gay.
2: It's ambiguous.
1: Yeah, Bowie, uh, Lou, Iggy, Rod Stewart, Elton, um... Freddie Mercury, who, by the way, never said, I'm gay, even doing that act with a fucking band called Queen.
2: And then uh, later in life, he came out and said he wasn't gay at some point. Even while he had
1: AIDS, I think. He was fucking late. Now I don't know where these rumors start. Um, obviously, people, there were always rumors about... Uh, <laughs> I, he thought just it was got out. I thought it was tucked. I didn't see the bottom <laughs> of
2: the fucking thing. He doesn't thing tuck.
1: Bottom. That's fucking <laughs> seriously. That's Iggy. He doesn't tuck. He would do that at a lot of his fucking shows, dude. He'd fucking have his dick out in his shows.
2: He, only, he fucking unbuttoned the I saw him uptown, like, maybe five years ago, and he almost took it out, but he stopped himself. Uh, so,
3: Chris, when you almost puked, saying Iggy uh, Pop's dick, yeah. uh, thank you for confirming the fact that you were, were never homophobic. I wasn't! the fuck? I lived with gay people in fucking um, college. What the fuck do I care?
1: Can I tell you what? I remember once, and I was angry at Fez, I think we are at, at N.E.W. at the time, he almost puked over Iggy Pop. Do you remember that, Fez? Um, because Iggy was on fucking the cover of Rolling Stone with his shirt off, and Fez said it was the most disgusting thing that he ever saw, because Iggy was older, and I'm like, that's Iggy fucking pop. That's like getting mad at Jesus for having his shirt off. He's fucking ripped. For his age, he's incredibly ripped. <laughs> Fez was grossed out Oh, by Iggy. So, uh, the fact of the matter is, Fez, you've never really been op- open to... The gay thing at all, it's something, and I don't mean this to start shit, because we've talked about it before. It's something you hated in yourself, hate it in yourself, and now you're still angry about it, and you want everybody else to accept something, that you haven't really totally accepted in your, uh, in yourself. I think that's where the anger comes from, and that's a total fucking shoot. You still don't like the idea of being gay.
3: I would agree I, I would agree that I am still battling a lot of shame.
1: So before you like lash out, I think that's the first thing you got to deal with.
3: But it doesn't mean that I shouldn't point out things that are wrong along the way. Everything that's wrong right now is in you.
1: You have no idea what you would be like a fucking drunk showing up in a bar yelling at people for drinking That'd be weird. it doesn't make you know it doesn't make sense what good has come out of you pointing things out how have you helped your fucking cause even once have you turned one person's head you're doing the exact opposite of what you should be doing and, and I would argue this when we did this show in Florida in the fucking 80s to... I mean, if you didn't live right on the beach, you were probably a redneck. And we did that fucking show, and you played the part of a gay guy. And tons of fucking Skinnerd fans had to say to themselves, I thought I hated gays, but that fucker's funny. I think you probably made more people open, right? Joking around. Because how can you fucking hate somebody and then enjoy their comedy? I've made this point before. Out of all the stuff that happened in the civil rights of the 1960s, Bill Cosby probably changed more people's fucking minds just by being funny on TV than almost anyone else. Because you had to say, this guy is funny. He's bringing up shit that reminds me of my life. You know, what am I doing? What am I thinking about? What makes me think black people aren't cool when I fucking like Bill Cosby? And you can say it for, you know, athletes as well. A lot of that stuff comes through subconsciously, and it's a lot better and stronger to changing minds than it is to yell at people, than it is to get mad at people, and that is to point out their shortcomings.
3: But if something's going on that you don't feel is right... Can I tell you this? I don't think it's uh, sitting back and not saying something is the way to go either. So Bill
1: Cosby should have stopped being funny and coming into white people's living rooms in the 1960s and would have been better off just going on the Sullivan Show and saying, you people in Alabama disgust me. You people are horrific. I would actually make the argument easily that he changed more minds... Doing his job. Going out there making people laugh. Um, I don't know if there's en- ever been anybody who sat around and pointed out stuff that I did wrong. to I'm like, oh, I really like that person. They've really helped me a lot in life. Thanks, dude. Um, most of the time that I I, I will hate a lot of organized religions, and it doesn't matter what one it is, until I meet a lot of their charity people. And then I'm like, Jesus Christ, these people are really walking something, you know? Not people in the pulpit don't impress me, but when I meet people out there and they're fucking either feeding the homeless or doing community projects, and they got that globe about them and we're going to do stuff, it makes me think, you know what? I There is a lot of uh, fucking cool people in the world. Those are the kind of people that change me a lot more than hearing somebody on TV talking about sin. If you really wanted to be uh, a great Christian and spread Christianity, instead of fucking pushing the Bible to people, live a life and then have other people say to you, dude, where did this attitude come from? And then say, I got it from here. I bet you would bring more people than you ever could lecturing them, and, as you say, pointing out all these things. Um, here is uh, here's Dave in Washington.
5: Hey, buddies. Uh, you know, it's the same old story. Fez is a coward, and therefore he's too cowardly to be gay unless he, step one, makes the whole world accept gays. And also, Fez, if anything, you make... You give me more of a negative, if I didn't know better, I would have more of a negative attitude towards gays just from, you know, listening to you and the way you're such a hypocrite and just angry all the time.
3: I'm angry. I don't think I'm a hypocrite. And I don't know what I've said to make people... I uh, hate me. I'm certainly Nobody not a coward. I'm certainly not a coward in this respect. I came out on the air when I was terrified to do it. All I've talked about is people should have equality. People shouldn't be bullied for who they are. That's all I've talked about. Oh, stop it!
1: First of all, coming out on this show where everybody knew you were gay for twenty fucking years, you know that's great for you. But you were never in any danger. You were never in any danger here on the show. You were never in any danger uh, on the O A channel, and you were never in any danger in Sirius XM. This was always a safe place for you. It was also always a very safe place for you with the listeners. The only fucking danger that you have right now in 2013 in the USA is you. When you accept yourself, that's what you're looking for. Not the acceptance of every other fucking American. It's true, Fez. It's true. Now, those guys at Stonewall that went out in the street and fucking threw bottles at cops, that was a whole different type of thing because those guys used to get the shit beat out of them. You never came out in that environment. Nor would you come out in that environment. Nor do you know any of the names of the people. Who came out in that environment. You don't know the names of the people who made this city uh, and this country a lot safer for gay people. But the fact of the matter is, the thing that you came out about was to you, not to us. You didn't come out to
3: anyone. No, but I was terrified to do it. I was scared in my own head. Because of you. Right. There was
1: not a single person anywhere who was surprised. You know what I mean? Now... On the other hand, if Ray Lewis was to stand up and say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gay, that would be a a shocking revelation and would probably, because of what he does in, in his religion and in his sport, would be this thing. You were only coming out to you. No one else. We accepted you long before you even had an inkling that you were gay. Uh, You know, you're choked up as if, but the brave act that you did was to you because that's that's the enemy, dude. No one else is your enemy. Nobody else is your enemy. I don't know one person in this building who would say, I can't fucking believe that shit. You know, (laughs) I like to bring my kids in here. There's nobody like that. Believe this shit, Rob Cross, huh? There's nobody like that. Um, here's John. John, you're on the run of Fez show.
6: Hey, Fez, why can't
5: you be more like George Takei? Asian? Oh. Asian, jolly, 50 point across, but not in a confrontational kind of way.
3: George Takei always takes on gay issues. Constantly no, does. He, but,
5: but when he does it, you never think, hey, this guy's an asshole. Or this guy's talking down to me. Or this guy is obnoxious. And that,
3: and you are all those things, Buzz. Well, I'm not going to quit uh, uh, not pointing out uh, injustices. Well, it's working.
1: If it's working for you, keep doing it.
3: Maybe I have to think of a better way to present it, but. You think? But I think it's still things that need to be said.
1: Do you think anybody on this show is homophobic?
3: No. No, I I, well, I, I don't think you are. I really don't know about Chris. Oh, my God. I don't think he is. I don't think... Uh, but I think... If I brought a boyfriend around, I think he would be okay, but...
1: If you brought a boyfriend around, we'd be just shocked. That would fucking blow my mind. I would, I would fucking love it. Yeah, we'd I, never stop cracking up.
2: I'd fucking love it if you brought a fucking dude in here. I'd be fucking happy. That's good
1: to know. You know, because you don't have a sister, you don't know what it's like, but when you find out that your sister is dating someone, it's so shocking to you. That anyone would want to date
2: like, you this person? Sexual or anything, that's how
1: or... we're going to feel when we see Fez's. <laughs> Fuck, we're going to go, why? What is fucking mentally wrong with you, dude? I can't wait for that day. Can't wait. We're going we're gonna to laugh our asses yes, off. Yes, it's going to be the best day just ever. Just knowing that someone chooses to be with you without getting paid for it.
2: <laughs> well, what if it is a twink that's getting paid? <laughs> he just introduced as his boyfriend. I mean, I'd be ha- just as happy because he'd have fucking, some fucking twink sex.
1: But... All right, so you're saying that the only thing that he's going to bring in here is a male prostitute.
2: <laughs> it's the no, only way I could. Not a male prostitute, but a hustler. Gay hustler. That's not necessarily... That's
1: a prostitute.
2: Technically, sure. I mean, he's with he'd be with Fez because of the money. But he wouldn't be technically like, I need $400, then they'll suck your dick. Or whatever. Then you can suck my dick. I don't know. Whatever Feds want I don't know
1: where you've gone with this conversation. What are you trying to say without the suddenly guy
2: consider himself a prostitute, but he basically would be.
1: Be a gold digger. Yeah. That's what we'll play every time he comes in, gold digger. Um here's uh, Tom, you're on the run of Fez Show. Tom. Tom. Uh, oh,
6: that's that. Uh, says, you've become quite a curmudgeon since you came out. Uh, I'm gay, and I think it's hilarious what they're doing on the uh, ONA show. It, I don't think it's taking fun of gays at all.
3: Well, I, I don't see the humor in it, so maybe you could explain it to me. Because I see it as, ooh, we have brought in the grossest thing we could find, a gay person. And this is well, the focal point of the contest.
6: Well, it's funny. And you can't make fun of yourself. You shouldn't make fun of anybody else. Uh, and I think you have a problem with your issues of shame that you need to uh, you need to work on.
1: What
0: are you ashamed and of, I as? think
1: What's that? What are you ashamed of, Fizz? As? You can say it in front of Tom here,
3: who's gay. I don't know what I'm ashamed of. I like being gay. I mean, I I I wouldn't change that if I could. But you said that you're ashamed, right? Yeah, I think it's just um, guilt of the church upbringing and, you know, the church stuff that I put myself through as an adult and just maybe not so much shame, but maybe something still in the back of my mind of this isn't the right way to act. That, I mean that's the only thing I can think of because I know I want to be with somebody, mm-hmm, but it disgusts you. No, it doesn't disgust me. It it, it um excites so, me. But, I'm afraid of it. So All it's the, the taboo. Time.
1: It's the taboo thing that excites you. Like oh, this is so wrong. It feels great. Like some guys just like to date other, you know, like married chicks. <clears> oh. <throat> Like there's a lot of dudes. It's just like man. Love, Maybe that's what it is. Love to I nail somebody else's chick. It's so fucking hot.
6: What so, What religion were you raised as? Catholic? No, or, Muslim. Uh, Muslim. I'm sorry, did not hear.
2: Muslim, Muslim alaikum.
1: Muslim alaikum. Hi, hi, He was a
6: Lutheran. A Lutheran. Yeah. Uh, so, so the people who worship Lex Luther. Uh, see, now he's doing jokes. See?
1: That's fucking offensive to me as a person who actually is funny for real. Um, Fez is disgusted by it. And that's why I think Fez couldn't even go in there and win that contest. I think Fez would be the one to puke on somebody's
3: boss. Oh, I could win that contest. So your point is this, Fez. Because I wouldn't be disgusted by doing it. I wouldn't tap out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was
1: like, talking to an infant.
2: Um, you should just try to get in regardless for that 1500
1: <laughs> Here's David San Francisco. You're on the Run of Fez show.
5: Fez, what if you knew uh, you only had limited time to live and you didn't act on this, Fez? If you're laying on your bed, laying there, and you can't do anything about it. say, man, I should have did it. You're going to regret it, Fez. You have to do it.
1: Fez, what if you have you ever played that thing of what if I only have a week to live?
3: No, because I don't like to think that way.
1: Or what if I told you right now you got seven days to live? Right. Uh huh. What would you want to do in that seven days? Go back to your old bedroom in Florida.
3: Well, I I I wouldn't you know I wouldn't say that. I'd like to see all my friends and family mm-hmm. before I went. Am I going suddenly or is it like a week in a sick bed?
1: No, we're going to just say that your fucking brain explodes in seven days. How would you spend your seven days?
3: I would probably spend it... um... Like you spend
1: every vacation. You're going to go back to where you grew up and where you were comfortable and do the same things, right? So why can't you just accept that about yourself? Instead of acting like, oh, I want to be gay. But when it really comes down to it, what you want to be... Is asexually surrounded by friends and family, and if you accept it at that first, before you accepted being gay, I think that you would be even happier. That you've never accepted yourself as an asexual all these years. You haven't had any sex. No. You got a fucking white mustache, and you've never had sex. I would only imagine, because you're a good-looking dude. The the only reason that you haven't had sex, gay or straight, is choice. And if you would, when you used to be like, um, very fucking happy having a single life, Fez used to love to do the show. Then he would go to his house and he would watch wrestling and all that, and eat junk food, and then always go to other people's houses, play with their kids. He was always happy, and I mean. When he would come to your house, it was like a fucking party start. He would come running in. And he'd always have stuff for the kids. No, oh, we're going to do this. And then he would leave just as fast, go back to his house. Everybody was fucking happy to have him around because he made everything happy. Then at a certain point, a shrink told him that he was gay. And, fe- and, and told him that he was lonely. And he has never been happy since then. He's thought that he was lonely when he really, when you go, why invite somebody to your house? He never wants anybody to his house. We had Paulo come over and push him a little bit. His biggest problem was Paulo was going to be there. He doesn't like people there. The, the shrink thing isn't working for him, but he won't get a new one because he's done it before. It just keeps doing the same thing over and over. Today, he's totally into the show because we're talking about him. That's one hundred percent of his thought. It's never outside or what he could do or what could be fun or what could I do to make Chris fun. That used to be what Fez was all about. And I'm telling you, if you would have known the old Fez Chris, you would have went to fucking out partying with him, you would have went to ball games with him, you would have done all this stuff because he was always looking to have fun before. This is fucked up. It really is. My phone doesn't even ring from Fez. Ever. He used to show up in my house all the fucking time.
2: So this original shrink that said he was lonely and gay.
1: Some crazy old man down in fucking D.C.
2: If he was true and Fez, maybe Fez did realize those things, why haven't you really done anything to fix them? So maybe, yeah, maybe they were never.
1: You got to think people do what they want to do. Even if they say it makes him upset. So a guy who stays with in a relationship that he doesn't want to be into and he bitches to you about it, right? Yeah. But he stays there, you have to say to yourself, well, that's where he wants to be. You know what I mean? He says he's bitching, just like a guy who stays in a job, hates it, but doesn't go looking for another job.
7: Yeah.
1: He kind of likes that job. He doesn't like to learn new stuff. He'd rather be where he is bitching. That's my opinion. That when people want to make change, if they really want to make a change, they'll make it. If somebody wants to say to themselves, I want to be a fucking circus clown, go do it. Well, it doesn't pay as much as working as a bookkeeper. Okay, so what you decided is you like money more than being a circus clown. I don't want to hear you bitching about it because you can be a circus clown. But you've decided I put everything out there and I choose something over it.
2: What if he wears clown makeup for his booking job?
1: And you ever hear, hear this thing, too, and I think it happens with Fez. We kind of hate in other people what we most hate in ourselves. So it's easier to point out stuff about other people. Because you know it, right? Yeah. It's like if you ever meet that guy that loves to fight, but he likes to beat up bullies. What he's looking for, it's almost like Dexter. Give me a reason to stomp somebody's shit. I'll be the bully bully. You know? I'll find somebody that I I think is doing wrong so I can punch him in the fucking head.
2: A vigilante.
1: Yeah, what he wants to do is punch people. Um, Travis, you're on the Run a Fetish show.
5: That kind of reminds me of like a a fresh born again Christian where everything's Jesus, 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 and they kind of forgot where they came from. You know, what got him to that place? Now he's everything gay, 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 gay. Yeah. He needs to get back to everything, you know, back to all the you know, original stuff that made him fun in the first place.
1: You know, I've fucking met people like that in the program where, like, I'll say, you know what, I have to talk about other shit uh, other than not drinking because it's only one of my interests is not drinking.
2: That's all they can fuck with. Some, some,
1: some people need that to just fucking maintain. Just it I, I don't buzz their balls, but, you know, that's their thing. Yeah. Look how many frozen... Oh, fuck. And this is all over the country. Just things are... Fountains are freezing. That's frozen
2: mid-fucking drip. Jesus. We'll
1: yeah. see that um, Brian Park frozen up.
2: We got to start fucking
1: warming this shit up. It's January, dude. What are you going to do? Fire. Okay. Well, you start fires in the streets. See how long you last out there.
2: I just got to get some gasoline.
1: Tom, New York City, you're on the Run of Fez show.
4: Hey, guys. yeah, Um, It's amazing, Ron, to hear you articulate all this so well. Uh, Over the last couple of months, I've really been listening intently to the show, and it was a revelation to me the day that uh, Fez exploded at uh, Blowhard, Uh, you know, Blowhard said something that set him off, and he started accusing Blowhard of being uh, anti-gay and homophobic, and the phrases that Fez was using, he was saying stuff like, now we know how Blowhard really feels. He sees gays as monsters, and they're horrible, and they do despicable, terrible things to people, and you could see that really he was saying what he thought of gays, that it had been ingrained in him. You know sent at such an early age through the church and through his mother and uh I really think you're right when you say that Fez has to accept himself and uh recognize that he feels that way about gay people, and once he does, then he might be able to enjoy being gay
3: I don't feel that way about gay people
4: but you in, deep down inside you do Fez if you listen to yourself, if you listen to the things you say. It was a revelation to hear you say that stuff about Blowhard. when Blowhard said nothing like that. He doesn't feel that way. He didn't say anything like that. But you did. You said it. You felt that way. You, I don't think you can admit to yourself that you do. But way deep down inside, and I don't agree with it, and I don't think it's right, but the church has made you believe that that's, gay people are evil and terrible. And but why.
1: here's a very weird thing. Fez doesn't come from the kind of church that people yell about gay people. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're a very quiet, weird
3: little church. They just do it behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, just like your mom
3: and just like the way she
4: feels and and the way you know deep down in her heart she feels and, and made you feel that way deep down inside of you. And it's so sad to see. If You, you, you are a wonderful person, Fez, and it's great that you're gay. But deep down inside, you loathe gay people. You you think that it's an aberration and, and it's something terrible because that's what you were taught. And you can't seem to get past that.
1: I mean, if you really had to put money down on it, if I was fucking betting on this right now, I'd say that Fez, something happened to Fez when he was a kid. That And he swears he doesn't have any recollection. And I think he would protect that in the same way of getting rid of the cat. I mean... That if there's some part of him that started to remember, he would push it away. But he acts like somebody that something traumatic happened to and that he can't voice it. Shit, man. I mean, if you would hear Fez fucking talk, you would swear that he was born in fucking Vietnam with bullets going on around him because there's something that makes him think that things are unsafe. He seems like a trauma victim. So something happened in his childhood. That That would be the guess, but he swears it is not true. But also what I know about Fez's personality, I mean, the fact that he's turned off to sex of any kind is, I know he hates this word, but it's unusual. It's a rare thing to somebody to make it to midlife without even attempting sex. Like, he's never had a bad sexual experience that turned him off because he's never even attempted it. At
3: 18, 21, 24, 27, 31, We don't need to go any 34. higher. I'm very
1: fucking serious about that. Any of those things. If, if a... I don't want to say a normal person, but statistically, if someone found themselves... A 24-year-old virgin or a 27-year-old virgin, they would think to themselves, I need to do something now. Just to see how it is. Whatever just it is, yeah.
2: To see you know if you like it or not, or maybe if you are gay or fucking straight or whatever, just to search out what might make you feel good or something.
1: Ugh. It's just something people do. <sighs> so the fact that he never attempted that, you know, and his whole thing seems to also be this weirdness of gay people are normal. It's a normal thing to want. It's normal. Normal was so fucking important to him, right? Now, when I was sitting around, I was telling you the kind of fucking music that I listened to, that there was so many gay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The last thing I wanted at, as a young teenager was normal. To listen to normal. To watch normal, to read normal, to live around normal was frightening to me. The scariest thought that I had was just growing up to be a normal person.
2: Fucking get weird.
1: Where that's Fez's number one thing is to become somebody who's normal, who fits in the crowd. I don't even understand. I don't know why anybody would want to even say, you know, I want to live in a normal environment. I mean, I know people do it, you know, people who like comfort or whatever. But I don't know why anybody would go, oh, I'm in the fucking, you know, wildness. But then I also want it to be considered normal. And I don't know if anybody considers their sex life normal. Whoever everybody is, they've got their own perversions. You know their own fucking kinks, their own freak, but they go after it.
2: Well, yeah, because well, they've they've had experiences and they found what they like and they know what they like. So right. They, yeah.
1: So a foot fetish guy doesn't go around screaming, "Hey, I want everybody to accept fucking people that are into foot fetishes." He just is into his own scene. But you don't have you? you haven't sucked any feet yet. Well, that's a whole different thing. Um. Yes, we will uh, break here. As always with these things that we get into with Fez, nothing changes. He's the same place now as he was at 11 o'clock. And tomorrow you will hear him bring up the same stuff. That's another thing that we have to accept always. It doesn't change. Some of the stuff that I'm talking about goes back 10 years now. I got a guy sent to me and said, 10 years ago you tried to do this thing with Fez and he wouldn't do it. Fuck. So I don't know. It's,
2: it's been 10 years. It's probably not...
1: You got to think of 10 years of us. It was 10 years ago where we were like, you're dating somebody. Some guy just sent me this thing yesterday. And we were all, you know, everybody on the show was pushing. And 10 years he hasn't gone out on a date. So you'd have to say to yourself... He's happier not going out on a date.
2: Are you happy not going out on dates, or are you just so scared that you won't do it?
3: No, it's, I'm really, really afraid. It's um, I'm not happy not going out on dates. The and worst you're... thing
2: that happened on a date is fucking a bad date. It's awkward and shitty. Who cares? Then you go on the. <sighs>
3: What happened over there?
2: It doesn't matter what I'm saying. I'm, I'm sure I've yelled this before. And so many of callers, and so Ron, anyone else who's fucking walked in. saw
1: the vice show, but at the end of the, the end of the day, he's chosen, just like we were talking about. Anybody who decides, oh no, the money is more important to me, he's chosen the safety of it. And what he's doing is is trying to find himself in a safe place, and then yelling out of his window at other people who do stuff, you know. Judging them for what they're doing in his life, in their life. That's a choice, and some people like that. No different than any old lady who sits around and, you know, calls people freaks and the Kardashians or whores and, you know. The that's why they sell whore. all those gossip magazines, so people can sit around and, and judge people who are doing shit. I don't know. When we break, yeah. Some of these just... just takes the fucking energy
2: out of you. We'll take a break. We'll regroup. It'll be good. Trust me.
1: I know Kathleen from the Bronx has uh, written up this week's uh, press play and set your ass down. Nice. I'm not even going to look about at it until we get on the air with it. Then I'll judge her. <laughs> a lot of stuff up on uh, un- Unfiltered, including a link to R.I.P. Renfield site. He's back uh, of the living. He had a stroke earlier this year. It was one of those things of, uh-oh, why did he ever use that name, Russell Peace Renfield? But he's up. Making his uh, site fucking rock again, and that's great to see. Go over and check that out on Unfiltered. Nice. I want to show one more soccer thing before we go to break, okay. and this is the chant that went on. Um, I don't know what the, the the game was. I think was it a Man U game? I believe so. It's under drop a deuce, and everybody knows what you're doing. This is why the European crowds. Are uh, funnier to me than our crowds right now. It's because they seem to be able to get their chants and their songs together better. So this guy apparently disappeared from the game for five minutes, came back to the game, ran into the locker room, ran out five minutes later, and here's what they were chanting.
6: Oh, no.
7: was already there. He is not a substitute.
0: They're all chanting, he went for his shit. shit." How do they know to put that
2: chant together? They're the most organized and at the same time psychotic fans in the world.
1: Do we even know of a, when a football player goes for a shit? And none of his one, one time watching um, tennis, the who was the I'm trying to think of his name, the guy with the bad Pete Rose haircut back in the old days,
3: Connors, Jimmy yes, Connors, Jimmy Connors.
1: Uh, he went for a shit and actually called time out and basically said, "I got to go drop mud," and off he ran. And when he came back later, he was laughing about it. But no one thought of coming up with a nice song. He went for his shit. Let's hear just the song part again. Because that's just fucking amazing to me.
7: And it would seem that the crowd <laughs> know exactly why he left the film.
0: It would seem that the crowd know exactly why he left the
2: field. I won't repeat exactly how they described that, however. Why not, British asshole? <laughs> he is. It was fucking well, broadcast over BBC, wherever the fucking channel this is. Uh, Sky uh, News.
1: Uh, the only people that I think came close to this is the old US, uh, UCW uh, audience when they used to do the You Fucked Up. And then it was really funny when they used to chant Take It Home. When it was a boring <laughs> fucking match and they would chant Take It Home, knowing the fucking way the whole game runs. The smarks. Uh, We break here. Uh, We'll be back. Uh, Some great albums. Maybe Hicks will play a game for us. Uh, And new Coen Brothers trailer we'll check out. It's the Ron Fais show. (laughs) It's the Ron Show. It's a Thursday. Another quick week on the short porch. And the next week we're into the Super Week for the Har- for the Har Bowl.
2: Don't use that term because NFL just fucking banged out a guy for buying the copyright to that last year when the Ravens and the 49ers got into the championship games.
1: Alright, so the Big Game Bowl with brothers. The Big Game Bowl with brothers is coming up.
2: Yeah. This guy gets the fucking trademark last year. Just thinking that might happen eventually since they're both in the championship. Well, I
1: don't game. think you could. Tra- I think it's wrong to trademark somebody else's name. You know what I mean? Harbowl is just a play on a name. You know what he. You know. I mean, if anybody owns that, it would be those guys.
2: <sighs> well, the NFL said, we're going to take your ass to court and you'll never be able to afford to fucking fight us. So give it up, dude. So this guy. uh Roy Pelton of Indiana He's shit out of luck. Can't sell t-shirts now.
1: Well, here's the thing. He didn't run any last year when there wasn't one. You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't come up with a reason that, oh, I'm the hard Bowl guy. You know what I mean? I didn't open up a bowling alley. He was just waiting till this one thing happened and then he was going to jump on their product and sell t-shirts.
2: He's, an, he's basically an internet squatter where just, people just buy up fucking yeah. uh, websites waiting for, oh man, to get big enough. I can sell this. It's going to be great.
3: But it's interesting. They would be willing to spend money on lawyers and going to court to go after the guy rather than probably spending less money to buy it off of them.
1: Why would they? I mean, if that happens, all you do is spend money all the time because people are fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? So you you would just open it up that people would, hey, if I come up with an idea that'll fuck with the NFL, they'll just pay me for it instead of doing anything um, positive. You got to put the thing out there. You don't steal my shit. Anybody fucking touches my shit is fucked up. That's what corporations have. By the way, they're not going out like I saw this thing. I'm going to go get a lawyer for myself. They got fucking floors of lawyers, whose job is to wait for shit like this to come up.
2: You don't fuck with Roger Goodell's fucking money, and you don't fuck with his NFL. He'll bust you up.
1: Uh, I watched a, a thing on the Hard Bro uh, Brothers that the uh, I guess it was done two years ago or whatever, and HBO's Real Sports. Yeah, the way that those guys were raised by a coach dad. Who also, when they weren't talking about football, they were talking about military uh, tactics and how to win wars and blah blah blah. It's like they were almost trained at birth to do this. There was no other place for them.
2: Yeah, when they like family trips, like go to Gettysburg or whatever, and just... go to
1: Gettysburg and try to figure out here's what they did here. Like, honestly, take it of like, what if you were running this thing? Where would you flank people? Just
2: nothing but strategy and fucking tactics, yeah. right? Ugh. Yeah, he fucking made those kids.
1: It's amazing the people that are into military tactics and, like, will do it for enjoyment purposes. Well,
2: that's the most interesting shit. I, when I was in fucking school, like, when are they going to talk about the battles? That's the cool
3: part.
1: Right. Now, Fez, that's a big turnoff for you? Military yeah, strategy?
3: Yeah, I don't. I. It seems odd to me to be going over something where thousands or millions of people could have gotten killed. Because
1: here's the, the fact of it, that those strategies work in all kinds of places in life. So there's a book, and I mean it's ancient, it's like older than the Bible, that kids read called Art of War. You guys ever read it before?
2: No. Got it free on a Kindle. They, those, just, they sell it free. Just recently? Well, I mean like fucking a year ago or something.
1: Those strategies can be used in all kinds of situations, particularly business.
2: The first time I actually heard of S- "The Art of War" was when I watched Wall Street when I was like younger, or whatever. My parents uh, had on, and they, they were in his gecko's office. Like, read this kid.
1: And it basically comes back where you're saying. Why not just pay somebody off? Why get your? Why pay for lawyers? That's basically art art of war. Is to how not to be fucked with. To if you do a couple things, people will leave you alone because you will be seen in this way. Um. You brought up the thing yesterday, Fez, about people who drop what you call the other F-word, wouldn't go into a black neighborhood and drop the other N-word. That's because they could get beat up for it. It doesn't mean that you're a coward, but who would want to start a fight that they would lose? You would have to be insane. Everybody wants to start a fight that they could win. What you really want to do is be able to do stuff without people fighting with you. Whatever you're doing. Just get around it. And some of that comes from a reputation of, it ain't worth it. Even if you beat that guy up, it's never going to be worth it. Um, The San Francisco Harborough, he's John.
2: Jim. Jim. Jim Uh, He's
1: Jim. John is the younger one, right? The Raven guy, yeah. Jim was saying he doesn't have another friend besides his dad and his brother. And they never even set out to make another friend. And they were also saying that when he was... (laughs) When he was a kid and thing there was this cute little girl batting against him in Little League, he was like nine years old and he put one right in her back. And he was saying everybody well, his brother was laughing saying so everybody was mad. He was like, She was crowding the plate. And I gotta you know you got there on the inside of that plate.
2: He's hardcore. There's one thing he cares about fucking football and nothing else.
1: It really is, life. whether you like it or not. The uh, an incredibly interesting thing, and you know, the Ryan brothers must be like fuck. We always want that, want that. Even the Gruden brothers could have a shot at that, you know. And their old man was a was a coach. Uh, these guys that get raised by coaches, they seem to think that's what men do. Coach. <laughs> that's what you got to do. You just grow up and you coach.
2: You fucking lead men on the field.
1: And then okay. after that, there was a great thing on um, the guy from 2 Live Crew, Luke Skywalker, now coaches uh, school-age kids. Fucking cool. And no longer chants out, I want some pussy. Yeah, so, is that the games at halftime, maybe? Um, no. Uh, Bill, you're on the Run and Fest show.
6: Hey, guys, how you doing?
1: Good.
5: I was thinking about, instead of the hard bowl,
1: the, the Super Brawl, B R O W L. Yeah, okay. I don't think that you could get away with that. I mean, they will, I actually did commercials before when we were, uh, TV commercials, when we were giving away a TV set where we had to say to the big game, your chance for the big game. Oh my God. Six foot subs, a free TV set. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think like, leading up to it, the fucking PC Richards and Best Buy will be to drop that shit, too. It like,
3: feels like that's the next thing to get copyrighted by the NFL. Like, they won't want you using that because everyone absolutely knows what the big game is. Yeah, I don't think
1: they could do that, though, because people have used big game for so long. You know what I mean? That's what happens with the copyright thing, is that the other uh, businesses could say, well, we've been using big game... For 15 years or whatever, and you haven't been.
2: It's too vague. I mean, it's it's the big game. A lot of games, that's a big game coming up.
1: Yeah. It's, now, uh, I don't know why they wouldn't want anyone to push their product <laughs> as being the Super Bowl, but I guess they think they could come up with reasons why they wouldn't want it, so they're not going to let you use it. But you would think they would want people saying, watch the Super Bowl.
2: Well, I guess they let ESPN say it. So I guess this is... Well,
1: they got a a deal with it. They they, they
2: licensed it out to And I
1: think we're allowed to say, hey, the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday, but we're not allowed to say, join us here on Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll do the Super Bowl pregame party. We can't say that at all. But we could say, everybody watch the Super Bowl next week, or who do you want in the Super Bowl? What they don't want us to act like is that we're throwing a Super Bowl party... I think they can, I think we would be able to say, win your Super Bowl tickets here if we own Super Bowl tickets. But we can't say, oh, we're throwing a Super Bowl party, win your tickets into our Super Bowl party. You can't do that.
2: That's fucking weird. We can promote that it's happening, that like the Super Bowl is happening on this date with these teams, but we're not part of it. We're not like associated we with the Super Bowl. We are not part of
1: it. We are definitely not part of the Super Bowl. <laughs> they don't want anybody saying that you're part of it. Now, we are sending shows. You know, Sirius XM, um sends shows there. So, you know, they work that whole thing out. But we've been on the air during that game before and had to act like we're just on the air and the game's in the background. We couldn't sit there and be like,
0: oh, Jesus Christ. You know, Something's
1: they don't happened. want, yeah, they want you to go to one of their partners. And listen or watch the game.
2: Shit, man! Those lawyers have that shit on
1: lockdown. Um. Well, they put a lot of money into that, and they did invent it. You know, it's huh. not like there was always a Super Bowl, and these guys just started, you know, doing one too. The Puppy Bowl better watch its ass. I can't, I never let myself do any of that shit. I don't. I don't turn away. No, I
2: mean, first of
1: all... you know, I watch the big game on the big game channel. <laughs> Who watch has the, it this year?
3: Watch CBS. The,
2: CBS. Do you watch the big halftime show, too? I do. You gotta watch the fucking halftime I show. I agree. It's a crazy
1: spectacle. I got an idea that I think would be the perfect halftime show. What's that? Uh, marching bands.
2: Bring that Ohio State marching band. Everyone will fucking blow the fuck up.
1: I would love to do it.
2: I'll tell you right now.
1: I guarantee you they could put together a hell of a show and blow up that halftime.
2: Oh, I mean, they, they were able to put together those things we watched on the, on the I-Bang and then in a week. Within a week's time, they'd change up their entire fucking shit.
1: Had, Imagine what they would do with the Super Bowl if they had the opportunity.
2: Bombs would go off. They'd be fucking throwing explosives at, at each other. I, I
1: hope not, Chris. Well, not to hurt. We live in a post-9-11 world. I, I you can't say after not to hurt and act like that helps. Like what did you back. guys do your sports show on last night?
2: A lot of Jerry Rice talk. Was it 100% Jerry Rice talk? Probably about fucking 60%. Okay, Pretty good. Majority. I've let off right away with it.
1: All right. Uh, the box is up on the iBang today. Press play and set your ass down. Kathleen from the Bronx has come up with this list. I am refusing uh, to see it in advance. And Chris, why don't you give us her four?
2: The Press plants Sit Your Ass Down, volume number six, David Bowie, Hunky Dory.
1: Okay. First of all, there's quite a few Bowie albums, but out of all of them, that this would be the first to get into. This is the one with Changes on it and Life on Mars. It's a great album. It's really good. Queen Bitch. Okay. Queen Bitch, if you want to bring that up. you feel it's like a good, I didn't it's a good song. mention enough of them. New York Dolls? Well, would you please wait while we're enjoying some Bowie?
0: And daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view
1: Yeah, this belongs on the list and she's
0: hooked to the silver screen
1: Great chord But
0: the film is a sad form
1: When's his new album coming out? I'm gonna sleep uh, all night on the internet and get it. I'm gonna sleep next to my laptop and wake up and download it the exact thing.
2: March 12th.
1: I wanna be the first in my room to own that.
2: Comes out March 8th in Australia, so it might normally get a few days early.
1: Be seeing you from Australia, my friend. I wanna, what, you can download in Australia and you can't in the United States? How's that happen?
2: I'm sure it'll bounce around the internet. I don't, know, I don't, I pay for my albums.
1: I'm not... Uh, I'm just saying, we're all interconnected now. My name ain't Billy Boots, the way yours is. All right, this belongs there. Unfortunately, the next one has been ruined for me by Chris Stanley, and that's uh, New York Dolls.
2: tile New York Dolls.
1: Uh, right off the bat. I will tell you this, to see if you know this, the producer of this album has done our show twice. Um, Rundgren. You knew that. I'm very impressed then.
2: Oh, I, no, yeah, I got did on you... vinyl, read the fucking notes and shit.
1: Or did you just read? Did, did I, swear Kathleen... God, I, I swear to God, I swear to God. Let me know this. Does Kathleen put it up?
2: Yes. Read through. Yes. She does. Yes. Okay.
1: First sentence. Let me just say this off the bat. She's two for two. Hey, Earl. Someone's breathing down your neck. And her name is Kathleen from the Bronx. This is one of those bands. This would actually be a good box sometimes, too. Bands that got other people to form bands. Oh,
2: hell yeah. That'd be great. Underground. I
1: can think of, yeah, Velvet Underground would be on there. I would throw, I would honestly throw Ramones into it. I definitely would throw replacements into it.
2: Sex Pistols?
1: Sex pistols hours. probably more for England than for America. No. But yeah, Sex Pistols would have to make it. I'd also, oddly enough, put the Stones on the list. Cause if you think who started more bands or who did more bands sound like, the Beatles or the Stones? You know, it looked some bands look doable. But like you wouldn't look at Pink Floyd or Yes and say or Frank Zappa and say, you know what, guys, we can do that. They're almost too intimidating with all this stuff. You need to make it look fun. For your generation, I would say Green Day, Chris.
2: That pop punk thing blew the fuck up. Once they hit, they brought everyone on with them, and then everyone else was like, all right, I can do three chords. And Yeah,
1: and if you're a, if you're a little kid and you're like, you know, 6th or 7th grade, you look at that band and you're like, that looks like so much fun. We could probably start a band right now. After that, I don't know. Then I probably would have to go um, Danger Mouse. But now everybody wants to be a fucking DJ. DJ
2: slash producer.
1: Um, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show.
5: I got a band that uh, probably caused people to want to be in a band or form a band. That's the band Television.
1: (laughs) Television, uh, same exact era as the New York Dolls. Um, not as well known as the New York Dolls, but really fucking great stuff. Still beloved in this city anyway. No. Charlie, you're on the Run of Fez show. show. Oh,
5: yeah. I mean, no disrespect, but I like David Bowie more as an actor. What comes to mind first is the man who fell from Earth and playing Tesla in The Prestige, but if you go through his IMV, I don't even remember him in Last Temptation of Christ.
1: Uh, well, yeah, he played, uh, what's his name, the... I wash my hands. The Pontius pilot. Pontius pilot. There was also, when he plays Andy Warhol in Basquiat, it's great. And then there was uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, I thought was this really weird kind of almost gay bridge over the river Kwai thing about it. Um, and then the little kids always love him for that Muppet movie. Labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. Little kids are crazy about the labyrinth.
2: <coughs> you okay, Chris. I'm okay. I'm Thought so
1: you had that looked at.
2: No, that's that. This is just smoker's cough now.
1: Uh, James, you're on the run of show.
5: Hey, buddies. Uh, yeah. You got to go with fucking Sabbath, man. So many metal bands uh, calling them as their influences, and yeah, you know, shit.
1: Now, um. at, at that same time, it was Sabbath and probably Deep Purple that made people think. We can start a kind of garage metal band, but um, I think I think Ozzy definitely changed the way a hell of a lot of uh, kids thought uh, about singing. What the lead singer is supposed to be doing. Where you went somewhere other than sexuality. You went to, like, I'm going to just go after weirdness. You know what I mean? Fucking crazy. I'm not going to try to turn on chicks. <laughs> For some reason, I'm going to try to fire up boys. Because I don't know if anyone did that before. Maybe JLL, Jerry Lee Lewis. I
2: think boys just gravitate towards him.
1: Yeah, the, but he was more like a Hellraiser. And... uh I don't think Ozzy ever thought to himself, Hey, where's my girls at?
2: You know? <laughs> he was the Dark Lord.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was definitely uh new. Um Kenny, you're on the Run of fest show. Hi. Yeah.
5: Hey, number one band of all time that started other bands, Kiss. I can say it from personal experience. I've been a musician for thirty years and the day I heard Peter Chris I picked up a pair of drumsticks and I haven't looked back since.
1: Uh, you got into them when you were a little kid too? Yep. Yeah, that's the weird thing about Kiss, and Green Day has it, too. For for some reason, little kids. I mean, almost babies. Love that band. Let's get back to her list. So far, Kathleen from the Bronx is two for two. What is her third?
2: The third? The Stone Roses. The Stone
1: Roses. Finally, somebody going for the Manchester sound around here. Love it. Something that Chris never brings up on his... What? Playlist. Waterfall was in my playlist last week. I doubt that very much. (laughs) Much bigger band in England than ever in the United States.
2: And they really fucking hate each other. They broke up and they're just... The guys in that band fucking despise each other.
1: I like when bands hate each other.
2: Like, for real.
1: days. Hell yeah.
2: When, when it, it was
1: still called E. like fuck Gentleman, yeah. Uh, Kathleen Bronx is going three for three now. Um, here's Perry. Perry, you're on the Run of Fez show.
5: Hey, guys. Yeah, I would definitely say Nirvana and R.E.M.
1: Well, the problem with Nirvana is it's almost like rock almost died after that band, so I don't know how influential... They would be. I mean, a great band.
2: And all the bands that were associated with grunge were coming up at the same time as them. And they sounded slightly different.
1: <laughs> well, they, you know, the, the great thing about the grunge thing is that they didn't even know that they were grunge. That they kind of thought that they were starting punk bands.
2: And they were just fucking hanging out in the Northwest. They really
1: did want to be the Pixies. They really did want to be the Replacements. And then they had no idea that what they did was considered so much different.
2: And new and yeah. exciting and blown the fuck up.
1: <sighs> so yeah, definitely influential um, because it just brings so much heat, but the kids go out and try to start their own bands right after it. I'll give it to them. Nirvana belongs there. Why are you getting mad? Because you're more of Vetter guy? Fucking <sighs> 10's great. Jim, you're on the Ron Fed show.
5: Hey, Ronnie, you just mentioned it. I was going to say, do you think the Pixies make the cut? Um, it, it, they kind of spread out like a Y factor of what they've done. They've touched bands that, that have gone in two different directions, really, Nirvana and, and also in the punk angle.
1: For me, Pixies is one of the few bands, I can't think of too many, that meant more to the generation after them than they did their own generation. Oh, that, yeah. that band got way bigger after they were apart. I mean you could probably say it about the doors, but they had the death thing going for them. Where the, was,
2: everybody was still alive in the Pixies. And they're just doing their own thing.
1: Yeah, they're out broken up and then people were going, What about the Pixies? And they're like, What? and
2: then they fuck everything sells out in fucking 10 minutes or whatever it was that first reunion tour.
1: And they didn't even want to do that. They were like, well, we've done the Pixies. I'm into my new things, the Catholics, and people were, didn't care as much. They just wanted the Pixies back.
2: Another band that fucking him and Kim fucking hate each other. I don't even really like the drummer either cuz kind of weird. <laughs> he was a fucking strange dude. He was really into magic instead of the fucking music.
1: Um Toby, you're on the run of show.
5: Hey, what about Guns N' Roses? They well, kind of turned out that, that glam, but then they twisted it and, and, you know, put the dark side to it.
1: Guns N' Roses was very interesting because I will say they helped destroy a genre, and then Nirvana knocked it completely out. But the, you know, that 80s glam thing. Would Van Halen then be the band that inspired other bands? To me, I think it's Aerosmith, personally. Aerosmith. Now, does Van Halen belong in there? Probably. But they came after Aerosmith. And all those fucking 80s glam bands wanted to be fucking Aerosmith. I don't even think they knew there was any music before Aerosmith. You know? Like, I don't even think most of them knew who the Stones were. But they all wanted to be Aerosmith. Um And then very few of them really had a chance to be Eddie Van Halen. Oh, no. Um... All right, she's three for three. How many has she done now?
2: Four. Uh, three. It's She's done David Bowie, Hunky Dory, New York Dolls, New York Dolls, Stone Roses, Stone Roses. One more to go. How many does she have left? One to go. This is exciting. These are fucking three amazing albums. Let's see if
1: she can bowl a 300 game. I think she's feeling the pressure right now. I honestly think that she's going to come up with the Osman Brothers' Wild Horses <laughs> oh or something God. like that.
2: That'd be a fucking crazy swerve.
1: I would not be surprised. I'm going to try to think, knowing Kathleen, I'm going to guess there's going to be a dead album in here. Maybe a Little Feet. Maybe a Little Feet album. Let's see what she's got.
2: Number four. Kathleen from the Bronx is press play and sit your ass down.
1: Let's just play the music. No, let me just jump on. Sun. You know what I didn't take into account? Her coming of age.
2: <laughs>
1: tribe Called Quest.
2: Low end theory.
1: What is it about this uh, group that everyone loved? And I don't even know if they ever had, like big album sales or single sales. I don't know how they did.
2: They didn't. They, uh, But they got a lot of critical acclaim. They and, were always on the underground, right? Yeah, and people who like hip-hop love them, and then they broke up and didn't get back together, which solidified them as, holy shit, do you guys realize how good a Tribe Called Quest was?
1: Yeah, but you know what's weird? Even people who didn't like hip-hop kind of were into this group.
2: Well, they went like... Like, at the time, gangster rap was really popular. This ain't gangster rap. This is something else. This is more like pure hip-hop, I guess. I don't know.
1: No, it's kind of tribal. It's kind of almost, uh, like, borderline hippie-ish of, you know, we're all together.
2: It was positive.
1: It was positive. Naive almost.
4: (laughs) Naive almost things out
2: and wow how how wow to the still gets down for the flex next is the textbook
4: call to the new but the rest are do do from radio to the video to ascending tell me yo what's the scenario what we do what we do scenario radio race more than four. scores for the sports apps on the dance floors now i go for my say some see so it's
1: 4 for 4
2: yeah, i will give it to her.
1: Very strong, Kathleen.
2: It's a really good fucking list. Earl Douglas better watch his ass, huh? Earl who? Black Earl Douglas?
1: Doug ass is more like it. <laughs> yeah, the ball's back in his court now. I know what he's gonna come back with uh, Trixie. Trixie Whitley, every fucking chance he gets now.
6: So I ain't no criminal I love my young nation Movie sensation nation Only So you ever
1: listen
3: to an album all the way through? Never I don't know how anyone could What would happen to you if you tried? I would either fall asleep or just go nuts and have to turn it off Probably before the first track was over My god so you
2: just your ha- your home is silent at night, right? It's yeah,
3: just... I mean, if I put on an Except entire whimpering. Oh, If I put on an entire album, I wouldn't even hear it. It would just become like a droning noise in the background. I would not even ta- be able to tell you when one song went into the next.
1: So weird to me. Young Buster rhymes on this fucking track. Hey, Bill, New Hampshire, you're on the Runfest show.
5: Yeah, you guys kind of hit on it right there with uh, Kathleen's last pick. But um, the Beastie Boys, you know, I mean, they, they changed, with especially with Paul's Boutique. I mean, they changed the way that rap albums were made. You know, I, they were I, the reason that people started charging money for the samples and all that stuff.
1: I will tell you the truth about the Beastie Boys. When they first came out, I thought, oh, how lucky for these little kids. They get some silly throwaway hit, and they'll always remember this summer that they had a chance to go out as they go on out to college. Or working, and we'll see them. on where are they now? There has never been anyone who's had a longer, better shelf life that I disregard it. On you know, just because I thought it was cute, I thought it was fun, but I almost put them. It's like if you found out that the fucking side from Gangnam Style would go on and <laughs> change the way people looked at things. Uh, the Beastie Boys were fucking incredible. The way nobody took those kids serious the first time out. They, it me. almost seemed like they were Jersey Shore or something, you know? It's like if you found out Vinny from Jersey Shore went on to become De Niro.
2: That would fuck me up. I don't
1: know if it would fuck you up, but...
2: It would. I, I, that
1: happened. Um, here's Dave in Chicago. Wants to school us a little bit.
6: Hey, Ron. How's it going? Hey, buddy. I just wanted to, you know, Tribe Called Quest,
5: it was like in that era of the late 80s and early, kind of like Pep said when uh, Gangster Rap was all about, you know, popping caps and stuff. And Tribe Called Quest wasn't anything about that. It was all, especially with Low End Theory, it was like uh, the smooth jazz tip. It It was definitely different for the time, and I think that's why the music holds up for so long.
1: And then they were all kind of... Wasn't it like uh, after seeing a documentary, that whole Native Tongues thing where they were in and out of different things? Like, they had this idea that everybody was together making music at different times. It was really almost fucking communal. But they hated each other like other bands, too. They got to that point. Yep. You can't do something without hating the other guys that you're doing it with, it no just, matter what the project is.
2: They just built, and then they all start hating q Tip, q to start hating them
1: it doesn't matter what you do in life, somebody's gonna look over that you used to be close with and go, here comes this motherfucker <laughs> now what? back to your same fucking shit every day? oh, I'm sorry Did we, are you doing your part? good, okay, great <laughs> then let's go you can't help it, and that is life that is a human condition
2: it's gonna happen I wonder if the Beastie Boys hated each other at some point.
1: I think it helps that one of them got sick.
2: It's yeah, always helpful. Everything will be forgiven at that point. Well, it's
1: like a family. If there's like, oh, our whole family's broken up, don't worry, somebody will die. And then everything gets forgiven.
0: I out the window,
1: this no is almost disrespectful by. to Kathleen that she didn't pick this. That's getting played over her fucking hits. Same piece of voice came up. Still, we gave it has to... nothing to do with her
2: list. We gave love to all of her albums, which were all fantastic.
1: It seems like we could be re-loving on them right now. Well, Chris, you've been um, pretty much just cruising through the show, taking it easy today. Oh, what? So, yeah, I mean, it's all been about Fez, the Sherrod his same story with us and went through it beat by beat again in exactly the same way.
2: Hey, I brought up the fucking horrible guy getting fucking screwed up. Nobody liked that. I mean, I couldn't
1: light up any phones on it. Kathleen, of course, has come in here and just fucking destroyed any box that you've ever put together Come on. Once you finally get around to it, and I, know, I don't want to wake you up.
2: Oh, I'm fucking I'm but jacked I, up.
1: I wanna remind you that you promised us something today. You promised us a lifeboat.
6: Rock the boat, don't sing it. Rock the
0: boat, don't
2: get
6: the boat
2: over. Rock the boat, don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the
7: boat.
1: I'm always most intrigued by this. People who kind of see themselves as a backup singer. There's the song, and you just take the idea of the backup. I mean, if you listen to Gladys Knight and the Pips, do you fantasize that you're a pip? Fuck no. Then why are you singing in the background to rock the boat? Why wouldn't you take the fucking lead? Yes, (laughs) that's what we were talking about today. You want the easier part. Why Fez has opened the same wound that he's had now. For 10 years, and you get like this. If there was a float, Chris would have been floating on it today. Fuck no. No. You consider this this radio show, The Lazy River, and that you're just floating down it?
2: Fuck no. Let's drill it. Let's How's everything
1: it? coming with the new interns?
2: Well, uh, Punchy has uh, called out today because he said he, he's getting bronchitis. So I don't know. Matt. Matt. Still fucking strong.
1: How about we don't see Bunchy again? I had, that f- <laughs> I had that
2: feeling.
1: Because we started saying Matt was better.
2: So yeah, maybe he's freaked out. I don't know. But see, I can't, can't make the decision this soon. let see if he shows up again.
1: See, when I used to have other people connect with the interns, they would say, Hey, here's how the show works. Don't get worried about it. I'm sure that you just fucking screamed in his face. God damn it, Bunchy. You're fucking screwing the pooch on this. I'm going to ask Pips right now. Pips? Yeah. Should you take the interns away from Chris?
5: I could definitely do it, Ron. I'm here for you. I know that you
1: could do it, but should you do it? I mean, since you're doing all the work now, Chris has All the
2: work?! I'm all over this.
1: Really? You want
2: because fives? You want 42s? You want boxes? Let's go.
1: I, I've never seen you bring up that you're gay and have us try to help your life. That would be fucking great for me.
2: Rod, right, I've been in the closet for fucking years. and <laughs> I know it. Hold on. I'm crying right
1: now. <laughs> Settle it down. Start to sob.
2: But I haven't fucked anyone or sucked any dicks yet.
1: I'm still with a chick, you know, because I love that. <laughs> all right. Uh, what is your lifeboat about today, Chris?
2: American documentary directors.
1: American documentary directors. Yes. So you went out of your way. There won't be any French documentary directors. No.
2: Because I was thinking about maybe Werner Herzog. hmm But you know he do- he also does a lot of regular films, right? Feature films. So I was like, all right, let's just let's just get this out of the way. So I don't want to bring anybody up. American documentary directors.
1: All right, um, let's play it then. What do you got? The four.
2: Michael Moore, Morgan Spurlock, Ken Burns, Errol Morris. One of these guys will be drowned, murdered, killed. Um, just And their bloated body will be fish food.
1: Use my biggest beef with this and read off your four names again.
2: Michael Moore, Morgan Spurlock, Ken Burns,
1: Errol Morris. My biggest beef with this is all the stuff that Ken Burns does is more like a long TV show, more than a one-and-a-half-hour documentary. His thing's going for like a week, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. PBS, they'll be like, baseball was nine parts. And then they add extra innings, too, years later. But I still like him, documentary filmmaker.
1: I understand what you're saying, but his stuff doesn't get released in the theater. It comes out on PBS like a TV show. It's a mini series. It almost like it gives him an advantage.
2: I don't consider it an advantage. I don't consider the length of the, the, the piece an advantage. I'll just take the piece itself. Baseball, Civil War. Made uh, a about Civil War. Made a about baseball, jazz.
1: I just uh, got something from Kathleen. It's Uh-oh. first of all, it says, uh, "Did you tell that asshole I didn't put Paul's boutique on this for a reason? Why is that playing during my segment?" What? And then she also sent me a nice thing of wild horses by the um, um, uh, crazy horses by the Osman Brothers,
8: which fu- may
1: be the greatest fucking dance craze that ever happened to the world. I don't so know her my is, big man. problem with that is. Uh, and by the way, would you please let Kathleen know? I hope she does more. Yes. I also am looking this over. I don't have the full time here. Because I'm on the air and here and, you know, I'm trying to fix your mess with the Ken Burns thing. What mess? It's but fucking worse. I'm trying, I'm trying to finish the sentence. I'm trying to fix your all your fuck-ups. It's not a fuck-up. It's fucking it's legit, to... it's
2: legitimate, it's legitimate light bulb.
1: Dude, I'm trying to get to a point and you keep interrupting me.
2: Well, you're you, you fucking throwing shots here. I'm trying, to I'm, try,
1: I'm trying to talk about Kathleen for a second, all okay. right? All right. No, I'm cleaning up your dog shit that you've left fucking It's actually fucking I'm trying to make a point. I'm never going to be able to get on and make the point. All right, I just won't say what I need to say about Kathleen. No, say it. No, you've interrupted me. She made made a
2: great press play and sit your ass down.
1: I know that when I go to say it, I'm going to get interrupted again. Because that's what you do.
2: I'm not going to interrupt you. Please, talk about Kathleen.
1: All right. Uh, this place is covered in shit from everything that Chris did earlier. Right, what, why is that? Now you interrupted the again. I'm not, because thing. I never got a chance to say I was going to compare something. Fuck. Okay. I never get to get to it. All right. Just because I love Kathleen doesn't mean that I I don't still care about you and some of the things that you try to do.
2: Try to do? What I'm, I'm doing. I ain't trying. Mm. This is fucking rock solid.
1: I'm gonna let Fez start this. All right, uh, let's... Go, let's go over from the top again, Chris, and read it like you were Kathleen. I mean, just really give it that <laughs> same kind of excitement level that Kathleen gives I'm her. very excited all the time. Just do it instead of all talking right. about it. It'd be much better if you just express yourself. I'm trying to express myself. All right, Kathleen style, just
2: bam. Just American documentary directors. Michael Moore, Morgan Spurlock, Ken Burns, El Morris, One Doesn't Make the Lifeboat.
1: Well, it sounds like you're angry at these people. That the didn't sound is a like nice, big, fun thing. If you want to get in on this, 866 run 0 fez 866 run 0 fez Or you can go over to the iBang right now. Uh, we've got three documentary filmmakers and one TV show producer. Which one of them? Ken Burns is a documentary director. He directs Long, form. Long form, which is...
2: The length of it shouldn't matter. It's just it's a documentary. It's a documentary. It was a documentary about baseball. Documentary about I'm sure You
1: think that then why aren't they released in the theaters? Because somebody can't sit there for nine hours. They would eventually say, I've got a life I've got to get to. And he's still talking about the blues. Um, Fez, I'll let you do it first. All
3: right. Michael Moore, I'm keeping in the lifeboat. He stays there. I think important documentaries, uh, Bowling for Columbine, uh, The Fahrenheit. We, We all know what he's done. He's a very famous man. Uh, Errol Morris, uh, I'm keeping in the lifeboat. What films has he done? Uh, The Fog of War and The Thin Blue Line. He does know who he is. Very good. Nice. And has been a guest on the show. Down to Spurlock and Burns. I am going to save room in the lifeboat for Morgan Spurlock. Ken Burns goes off the boat. Oh, what the fuck? Now, why would you kick
1: Ken, uh, Ken Burns off?
3: Um, I think it's just I'm going by importance of work. Spurlock oh, doing obesity. Are you
0: familiar with Ken Burns? Oh, shit. With the civil War stuff? and
3: baseball. And civil
0: rights, jazz, Prohibition. Booze. And the new one, Central Park 5? Oh, he
1: did Central Park 5?
0: I didn't
3: know about... I forgot about Central Park 5, but I'm still... I'm putting Ken Burns off the lifeboat. He did the uh, the piece on national parks. He's actually
1: one of the uh, most uh, important historians, I think, of... Jeez, there he goes. Uh, (laughs) Bye, Ken. I'm sorry. No! Uh, By the way... uh, He's raised more money for PBS than anyone in history, too. It
2: should be ten PBS Burns. And I
1: don't know what it is, too, because when you're watching that, you're like, I want to own this. And I get a fucking tote bag. Uh-huh. Good. This is going to be $800 well spent. Um, here's uh, Dan. Dan, you're on The run of face Show. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh,
5: this is too easy, man. Uh, first off, Ken Burns is... All day long, safe with war and uh, the Civil War. It was they were awesome. But Michael Moore, how do you consider that guy a doc director? I mean, he's
1: uh, he's a documentary filmmaker
5: from a point of view. The guy is more for- Even
1: even Ken Burns has a point of view. Every human being is going to have a point of view.
5: No, and, yeah, and I totally agree with that. But I mean, when you're when you're so far to the left and. These guys are assholes. I mean, it's one thing to be against the Japanese for, for the war or against the Germans for the war or for the North a little bit. And you're right. Everybody has a point of view whether you're trying to be objective or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you can't tell me you can't see a difference between Michael Moore and Ken Burns.
1: Uh, that, that, that's what the game is about. But to come out and say that he's not a documentary filmmaker is absolutely wrong. He is a documentary filmmaker. Now you may not agree with him, but obviously these are you know pretty important works. He won uh, Oscars, and I think he's also still the biggest of all time. With Fahrenheit, I, I was over at a thing one night. I was very surprised to see this. Uh, I'm at the New York Film Festival, and I come out of the theater, and Ken Burn- uh, Michael Moore had saw the same film, and people were like running at him and getting shit signed like he was the Beatles. I was like, oh, I didn't know he was that fucking big. Yeah. They're like, Michael! <laughs> Michael, Michael, you're the best! And this was a long time before, you know, Chris had fucked up all of Kathleen's stuff. I didn't this... fuck up
2: anything. We went through the, fu- we went through the list. Can went I over please make
1: album. a point? I would love to finish the sentence.
2: Well, if you, when you're, you're starting out with I'm fucking it up. I am gonna. I have to no, react.
1: You didn't fuck up anything for me. You fucked up Ka- Kathleen's. So you let I, her down.
2: I didn't let her down You treat
1: me very well. You don't show me the disrespect that you saw there, bit.
2: What 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 disrespect? We went through every album. It was great. Uh,
1: why don't you do yours? Uh...
2: Okay, Errol Morris, fucking love him. He got a guy off death row with his investigation and documentary Thin Blue Line. He's staying. He saved a man's life. Got a guy off. There's I don't. There's not, we made, got it. We, not
1: many. it. Not many better said. things you
2: could do. Ken Burns. I know it's been said that his his documentaries are too long. But they're the shit. He's safe. Baseball? Couldn't get enough of that watching as a little kid. Just watched it again.
1: It's fantastic. It's really... He is a phenomenal...
0: It's
2: really good.
1: Uh, filmmaker down to the point that he actually changed the way that these things are presented. That when most people start, they're like... This thing is coming like too much like Ken Burns made it. We gotta put our own thing on it. Because it's almost like that's the way that you do it. So go ahead.
2: Now between Michael Moore and Morgan, Morgan Spurlock, I'm gonna keep Michael Moore because I think he did a lot for documentary filmmakers when his when his documentaries blew up that
1: other people got looked at. Yeah, exactly. he's very and, important to that.
2: And then more you know, more documentaries got out there and got produced and distributed. Morgan Spurlock, I love you, but you're going in the drink.
6: Wow.
5: Bye,
1: Adam. You're on the Run and face show.
5: Yeah, I got to go with Hicks there. I, I, uh, even though I liked you know Spurlock's documentaries, I felt like they were just the one type of documentaries, and Ken Burns he did eat a lot of fucking
1: burgers. Hell yeah, and he made himself throw up.
5: Of course, but, I mean, Burns, you know, look at all his documentaries. They cover everything. They are kind of done the same way, but they they cover so many different subjects. And Michael Moore, you know, is is the number one. He's the first as far as doing really, really crazy stuff that went to theaters.
1: To my dear wife, as snow starts to fall over northern Virginia, I think of you down south in Dixie, your vagina moist and waiting for me. I mean, where where dir- did you
2: get these? Ken, that's a dirty
1: fucking letter dog. Uh, Barton, you're on the Run of Fez show.
5: Barton?
1: Yeah. All
5: right. Let's keep Ken Burns because I didn't even know people had sex back there until so I watched the Civil War. Yeah, they
1: banged your shit. Yeah, where'd you think people came from?
5: Well, I mean, I guess coming in pussies felt good even back in the old days. Absolutely. I always feels good. Man.
1: Yeah, it did. Not to Fez, though. <laughs> he refuses.
5: You know, I didn't know there was even that back in there, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that dude, all he did was eat at McDonald's for a month. He's got to go.
1: Gotcha. Um, Robert Birmingham, you're on my face. Oops, let me try again. Robert.
5: Yeah. Hey, Ron. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ken Burns. I mean, he has that entire photographic effect named after him where they take a still picture and make it.
1: No, he did. Yeah, he did that first huh?
5: Yeah, yeah, he was the first guy that really – in fact, there's there's uh, Photoshop packages and stuff now that have uh, things called the uh, – one of their effects is a Ken Burns effect. You can actually select that, and it moves that around in the frame. Uh, but, but, I mean, Spurlock, I mean, he ate, he ate freaking Big Macs for a month. I mean, that's – I mean, it's not exactly investigative, you know, reporting, but – Well,
1: uh, the, the interesting thing that Hicks did here, and I have to really be careful – You know, of how I put this, because he gets so pissed off at anything. But actually, he didn't go out of his way to even pick the most important filmmakers. He went for, you know, the people that other people tend to know. I mean, if you look at some of the great documentary filmmakers we've had do this show, only to be ignored during this for, you know, Chris Stanley's. He's like one of those guys, like, the best album in the 70s. Gees, best album in the, a lot of records in the eighties thriller best album in the nineties never mind you know what I mean like just to repeat that thing there's a lot of great documentary filmmakers out there um I look over here docs intoxicated is already said hicks needs to have bothered Google American documentary documentary makers. Before doing this. I'll
2: Google you, motherfucker. How you like that shit? No one will happen. Nothing will come up. I bet he feels like shit now.
1: Uh, Fez threw out Ken Burns. <laughs> um, possibly the most uh, beloved. Your number one to keep, Fez? Uh, Michael Moore. All right, This is a great way to show how you're able to, through your... <laughs> Through your picks, change history. Um, Michael Moore now has 64% of the vote to be kicked out, and Ken Burns is the most kept at 6%. It's all up on the iBank. Goddamn. Uh, I'm going to do this one. I'm going to go first and foremost, I'm going to pick Earl Morris because... uh, he is incredibly original. And there's really there's brilliance in this thing. There's just brilliance in his work. I could watch all of his documentaries over and over. They created that in Territron. I'm going to then be forced to this to pick somebody that works in a long form. Ken Burns, which When you start to put up the work, there's no way that it should even be talked about. It can't be. What Fez said, throwing him out is just beyond being able to comprehend. It's life-changing work. Amazing. After that, you got Michael Moore and Morgan Spurlock, which is kind of interesting because they're both kind of clown princess.
2: They both put themselves in front of the camera.
1: They both love to be in front of the camera. Um... And they both don't mind looking silly, and they don't. They both don't mind people getting mad at them. And Spurlock has done the show, which always makes me want to vote for him over someone who hasn't done the show yet. It's close. Mm-hmm. But Chris Stanley made a good point in the which one was more important. Uh, first of all, I think if you don't. Have a Michael Moore than you don't have a Morgan Spurlock. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't even have doned on him. So I'm gonna go. Uh, even though I really couldn't don't think I could eat all those cheeseburgers. Morgan Spurlock, you're gonna need a drink. He's Hopefully he'll have that company logo Life Fest that will help him float to safety. And some palm drinks. And I say that not for the show, but just to make you laugh. You know what I'm saying?
2: People really not like Michael Moore.
1: Well, you gotta figure at least half the people disagree with him uh, for political reasons. And then the People who just hate the morbidly obese on screen, they're always <laughs> repping in. <laughs> they
2: just don't like looking at him.
1: This is, uh, a little later on, we're doing Filtered Excellence, still waiting for our late entry. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. The late entry is from Merle. And that'll mean Trixie Whitley gets another. In. Oh, that'll be for tomorrow, really. Let's do let's do that up tomorrow. But I'll just give away a little excitement thing. Trixie Whitley will make Filtered Excellence once again. Give her all some time. Uh, also, this came out. Elvis Costello, one of your favorite of all time, doing an album with the Roots.
2: Holy shit, that's going to be fucking amazing. Hopefully. Yeah. I can't see it not.
1: I already put up. I have it put up on my uh, sit-down. Sit, um, press play, and set your ass down.
2: I can't wait for that shit to come uh, out. Yeah, that's
1: hard to do with all the shit that was left laying around on Kathleen's stuff. Well, I just look. I, bit.
2: B- I played. Song I was talking about Paul. Kathleen, not about you. I know, I know, but it comes back to me. I know. I played the fucking Paul's Boutique song when we were, the Beastie Boys came up. It feel, felt appropriate. We fucking gave love to every other album she did. And it was a
1: great... She was under the feeling, and I have to agree with her, some of those could have used two tracks.
2: <sighs> I think she's getting greedy.
1: Like that. she said, how come old four legs didn't play changes?
2: All right, I don't need that shit, all right? I don't know what the fuck, where the fuck that's coming from. Kat. From the centaur bit. Yeah, I, I know, but why? why? Why fucking bring that in? there? She's
1: always got a sense of humor about things.
2: Yeah. Well, fucking, that's
1: mean. And she goes, she also writes this, Ronnie B., thanks for sticking up for me. Cock breath just lets it all go by. Well, it wasn't. If Kathleen was gay, then Fez would have stuck up for her a million percent. Uh, the guy who voiced Charlie Brown has been busted for stalking and I think some a couple of sexual assault type things. Oh,
0: shit!
2: <laughs> Why? Well, what the fuck, man?
1: The judge actually said this to him.
2: You, you, you got to put that dick away, dude.
1: Uh, This is up, by the way, this is why I want you working with um, sex offenders, because your brilliant new book, You Gotta Put That Dick Away, dude, has changed the way we've looked at this.
2: They don't need to be persecuted if I can get a hold of them first. Look, if you just talk some sense into them to tell them, hey, don't take your dick out in front of kids, sometimes they'll listen.
1: You remember what I said to you guys about putting that dick away, right? (laughs) I mean, even when you piss. Piss through fucking Wranglers. I don't want it out even in the bedroom.
2: You can buy another pair of jeans. You can't buy another ten years in prison.
1: Oh, I like to know where. Um, you've put up a bit called The Perfect Chair when you're on Molly.
2: Oh, hell yeah. I love this thing. I fucking... Love to do a bunch of Molly and sit in this. It's freakish.
1: What yeah. is this? Uh, just because it feels so good.
2: Yeah, it's a nice, fun chair. That it looks like it's eating you. It's like a almost like a monster chair, but it's very fluffy.
1: So I don't I, know if I would like that, but see, I don't even understand the high because I always equate it with acid. You say it's totally different.
2: No, you're not tripping. You're not like all. You're, you're like fucking. You're like talkative and you feel good. And it's just it's like it's ecstasy.
1: Do you ever feel bad for a drug addict when a new drug comes along and they're not familiar with it? Because I do.
2: <laughs> it's no. Come on, you don't want. But this
1: isn't products. an addictive drug, right? right? No one ever gets to be a Molly addict.
2: I I don't know any. I mean, I, it's something you do at shows. You know, you fucking go to the show, you do a bunch of molly. It's why fucking... Hey, look at this chair. It's awesome. That chair looks awful.
3: Why? It looks so
2: claustrophobic. Look how fun it is. It's like a big mouth eating you. And look
1: how fluffy it is. You actually sit like that and just sucks you in? It could suck you in, yeah. Yanko but you design. might like it because it's like a giant hug. And you know how you like hugs.
2: Look how happy this guy is.
3: I like hugs, but I can still breathe during a hug. I never even liked a sleeping bag when I was a kid. Did you go camping a lot? No, but if there was like sleepovers or we were at my grandparents' house, we always slept in sleeping bags for some reason.
1: Why? We were you sleeping on the floor.
3: Yeah, we would we'd put out sleeping bags in the living room First of for all, us all to sleep in, and I hated it.
1: I think it's actually more comfortable to be a sleeping bag on the ground than it is on the floor somewhere. I,
2: I just fucking ball up a fucking hoodie, sleep.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. I You pass out. Oh, you yeah, don't yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah, I, do. I would love to see you sleep on the floor without being drunk first.
2: I used to pass out um, in our old office underneath uh, the desk. Bill people would Sometimes I was just, you know, I was tired after the show.
1: I uh, This got sent to us. Uh, that's funny. Fez said he hates that. And yet he made people sleep on the crappy futon at his
3: house. Oh.
1: The one that killed his dad.
3: This is totally different. I'm talking about being completely zipped up and enclosed in something.
1: I'll tell you this. If I had to sleep on the floor in a sleeping bag or on a futon, sleeping bag.
3: Futon
2: will fuck your back up. It's not made for humans, man. Put a dog
1: on a futon. Uh, you got really upset about that. I slept on a futon for a while. I didn't like it. It's terrible. Also, you know what's worse than sleeping on a futon? Sitting on one. They don't work as a bed or a couch. It's like a, you're sitting in, a, in like
2: Mr. Pac Man's mouth. It's such a fucking weird angle on those things.
1: I had to bring this up. The last time we all got together last week, you surprised me. We went to the diner and you did not order what you've ordered the last 50 times. You want cheeseburger.
2: Well, it was really cold out that day, and I fucking like the tuna melt, but it usually comes in not very hot. Right. So I need something warm. Now, if it was, hadn't been so cold and I felt just normal body temperature, give me the tuna fucking melt. I love that shit. Would
1: you say today is a hot food day to today?
2: do? Today's a hot food day. It's so cold out. Hmm. But tuna melt any other day? Hmm. can't get enough of that what shit. What would
1: you order today if we went out? Maybe a soup. Because even though it was cold, Fez ordered the tuna fish salad sandwich.
2: Yeah. I know. much to our chagrin. It was weird. wish a turkey club would come out warm. That'd be dope.
1: Yeah, turkey club is also cold.
2: Yeah, so I can't get that.
1: All right, this might not be a day for you to come with us then. Oh. Because you go, can't seem I'll to be go, happy. Go,
2: I'll go burger again.
1: Again? No, it's too boring.
0: Fuck. They have Clams Casino?
1: <laughs> yeah, if you want really bad stomach ache. <laughs> uh, 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 um. You know what today would be perfect for?
2: It's that? A meatball sandwich. Shit, that sounds pretty good. Got some cheese in that motherfucker?
1: Yeah. Mm. Of course you want to cheese it. Mm. So good. Just so good. Why do you bring up the obvious like
2: that? <laughs> well, I'm thinking about the fucking meatiness and then the sauciness. And of course, the cheesiness.
1: Don't even think of all those things together. Yeah, man. We could send Matt the intern and find some meatball sandwiches. Nah, I don't want anything to happen to that boy. Oh, I he, He's I, all I got left. After Matt, you're all I got left after what happened <laughs> with Punchy Joe.
2: Punchy's gone. The legend of
1: Punchy Joe. Chris didn't make him feel like he was part of the team, so he ran out of here.
2: Oh, he better fucking. He's gonna come back if he wants that credit. That'll be up to Pips. Oh, come on,
1: I. I trust Pips a lot more than you. Pips is actually. I hate to use this word around you, because you say it as weakness, but nice. (laughs) I'm not nice. I'm rough around the edges and inside. You're rough around the edges and rough inside.
2: I guess the last few inter-classes, I've gone more and more off the rails yelling at them.
1: You screamed horrible things at that little girl who worked the last time.
2: Well, I saved the fucking worst of it for after she was gone. So I could really fucking say what I felt.
1: I don't think you should ever refer to a teen teen girl as a cunt. That's me. I'm old school that
2: way. Well, if I'm getting attacked, I feel I need to attack back. I need to defend myself.
1: Yeah, you're like Donald Trump. Where instead of being real, you just get sinister.
2: Oh I wouldn't call myself sinister. Like misguided I'll, go, misguided
1: I'll go to an outside source and let Fez judge.
2: Oh,
3: you're sinister.
1: I don't expect to see Fez back me up on this.
3: Fuck me. How else would Punchy Joe get Can m- I just bring something up
1: to you that's important? Why would y'all fuck me to a gay man? Well, I wasn't a yeah. yeah, gay man who hasn't used his penis for anything but passing a little water
2: through. Well, if I was gonna yell at the gay man, that's the gay man I'd yell at that. And if I wasn't oh! Oh, shit! I'm saying, you haven't made love yet.
3: The gays make so love? So I can't have an opinion. Wait, of do course gay- you can have an opinion. Do gays make love? I think when they're in the
1: yes. committed I relationship. I've never heard them say that before.
2: I think they're in a committed relationship. They they would call it making love. See,
1: here's the thing. Uh, you can do the same kind of sex with a woman that you can do with a gay man. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like Hattros could have the same either anal or oral experience right right and we don't call either of those making love no one will ever said, i made sweet love to my girlfriend's asshole last night and i really feel like um
2: we had a sensual mouth love session earlier today you
1: will never say to your chick you weren't complaining when i made love down your tonsils were you because that's like, shes it's not called making love to stray people. It's a much different experience.
3: <sighs> I always thought making love was sex, but with a, an extreme amount of kissing. That it wasn't just the sexual act, that it was a little bit more uh, caressing or affectionate.
1: How are you, how you going to kiss somebody when you're banging their ass or banging their mouth? Where is this...
3: Maybe, like, they'll spit in each other's
2: mouth or something. You're just now trying to gross people out. I better break. Snowballing.
1: You know what? I don't want to get him into a thing and then he starts to cry again. Right. And I apologize
3: about that today, Fess. You don't have to apologize for that. That's no, me. Not,
1: uh, I was talking to the listeners. Um, NAACP joins the fight against New York's soda ban... They said it's really not fair to fat black
2: women. I'm throwing up my white power fist. In. <laughs> Who
1: loves day soda? This is a brilliant. I like to, I like to get as big a soda as I can. Hey, I sit down and watch my show with my giant soda. That show's good. And when I know my giant soda's done, that's when I start on the laundries. Um, it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> You would say, do you realize that you were once with Martin Luther King? Well, and we, although none of us will know what Dr. King would think if he was still alive, I can't imagine that he would think giant sodas have to do with equality. It's putting
2: minority business owners at a disadvantage against cracker-owned large supermarkets.
1: cracker owns is who's selling the giant sodas.
2: Yeah, to the distributors.
1: What they're saying is, my people need to drink giant sodas. Ah, uh, okay, because they're saying Seven Eleven is still allowed to sell giant soda, but a local pizza place can't. That's We're, all right. That I didn't understand. All right, then that is a problem. That's never fair. And I said, thought Seven Eleven was out on the big gulp.
3: This will get the ban lifted. This is this. Is... Yeah, but
1: let's look at, at the thing before that. Why wasn't the city going after 7-Eleven to begin with? It would seem like if anybody... I mean, they in, they invented giant sodas.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, they, have, they they go even beyond the Big Gulp. They have like a fucking gas canister full of fucking...
1: You want to do us a favor, stop letting fucking 7-Eleven in the city.
2: Yeah, they're starting to crop up more, uh. more places. They're all downtown now. Uh. Which makes no fucking sense to me. What's next? Walmart?
1: Yeah. All right, let's break here. Um, We got a lot more to get to, including something Pips wants to talk to us about, brain damage in living ex-NFL players. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, We'll be right back with that, because sooner or later, this is going to change the game of football.
2: It's it's already started. I mean, it's it's.
1: It has already started.
2: It's happening
1: now, and the NFL knows it has started. And the thing is, we can't go in any direction that any of us are going to be happy about. If you like football, you like hitting. If you take the hitting out of football, is it still football? Come on, man. Or is it volleyball that we're all going to end up watching? We'll talk about that when we get back. It's the Ron fest Show. Fez show. The show that invented Crush Pounce. Uh, 866 Ron, Zero Fez. Uh, I was given uh, a story to Pips, but now I understand that Matt is the one who brought it in.
2: Brand spanking new intern Matt, yeah. He's, uh, he has the study on the CTE disorder and fucking NFL players are actually still alive.
1: Uh, what do you mean? Uh, you, should I bring Matt in for that? or are you going to, you yeah. know, I don't want to turn this into a, you know, I want to bring up about what happened with Kathleen from the Bronx again.
2: I, I mean, I think she was totally respected in that sense. And I, we, as a show, brought her playlist to the air, and it was fine. It was great. I loved it. I, loved the, I love every album that she had on here. Sure, I played a Beastie Boys song. Because we were talking about the Beastie Boys bringing up Paul's Boutique. This is the weirdest Crit- apology Jesus I've ever heard. I know, it's,
1: it's an it's ant. <laughs> Come on, bizarre. what the fuck? Um, It's almost like if the Germans would apologize to the Jews by saying, would you stop now? This is coming off really bad. Look, the
2: camps are closed.
1: Just please, for the love of Christ, just okay. put that behind you. All right. We're going to move into the story. we got Matt. Now, Matt comes to us from where?
8: SUNY Old Westbury.
1: Right, that's Long Island? Yeah. All right, so you come all the way in from Long Island?
8: Yeah, it's about an hour trip every morning. Wow.
1: That's a long haul. For it's you, not isn't that it? bad.
8: Yeah. I want a bad day.
1: I always say to myself, I'll never go more than 30 seconds to get to work. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, that's because I grew up over a candy shop that uh, my parents didn't know, them, but we used to rob. So yeah. that's where we got our money. Like, where's all the candy? We'd be upstairs. Didn't they... I don't know, but we also sell candy. Didn't they know that they were getting robbed by the people living above them? They were Polish. Oh. You know what? You can't do Polish jokes anymore because you shouldn't. Just for the same reason that you can't do gay, uh, gay jokes. They're all funny. We try to take that out of our life. What do you know about this story, Matt? You're a football guy? You like sports? Yeah.
8: Yeah. I'm a sports guy. It's uh, no. now.
1: You know that you've now, since you're a young man, you've missed the NFL the way it used to be. I've been told. It used to be a much rougher sport. Now we worry all the time. So what's come up now?
8: It was a study done at UCLA with five living former NFL players who have each had at least one concussion. One of them had 10 concussions. And it's the first study that's found the proteins that cause CTE, which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy in NFL players, which leads to depression, to dementia. It's what Junior Sayo had when he... Shot himself in the chest last May.
1: So concussions of any kind are a lot harder, worse for us than we thought.
2: Yeah. Which especially I, I hate because with.
1: I've had concussions.
2: That's not good.
1: Been in a couple of car accidents and another thing that happened I can't even get into. Right. But I've had trauma to my head before. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why I don't think I trust Chris. What? So what do you think this is going to mean for the NFL? Everybody who's playing... And now or forever is going to be able to sue the NFL.
8: Yeah, Junior Seau's family is suing for a wrongful death suit as of, I think, yesterday. And I don't know what they could do besides get better equipment or change the rules. Because there are helmets that could help it a little bit more, but they are massively expensive. How how expensive? I'm not sure the price, but I know that it said they were up to 10 to 20 times the price of the normal helmets. What the mm. fuck? that NFL's got money.
1: Did My idea is glass helmets.
8: That'd be badass. It'd be like fucking Stone Cold,
2: constantly fucking no. coming out to the field. But then, you know, people's faces <laughs> would be getting fucking slashed apart.
8: Still, there. I think we'd change the game for the better. Or just go back to the other ones. And see if people in leather helmets will still lead head first.
1: There is, that seems to be the big thing that if you don't lead head first, because they bring this up for rugby, that the guys don't wear helmets and they're much safer with each other. But my all time favorite tackler, Ronnie Lott, was like a missile coming at you. I think the sport would miss that thing, that kind of made it football, those kind of explosive tackles. I don't know. You know, if you really look back into the 1950s, you saw a lot of guys being wrestled down. They would have a lot of big fat guys. And Jim Brown would come running through. And these fat guys would kind of grab him with their arms and hold on as they got dragged. And then he went down. There wasn't the big kind of impacts that we're used to now.
2: James Harrison's getting fucking nailed every other week. When he's, when he's healthy, at least this season, he was a little banged up. and he, he Because he's doing that type of shit. He's running mm-hmm. into motherfuckers. He don't care. He wants to stop
8: people. He'll keep getting fined. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's been fined upwards of, I think it was $300,000 total my last Jesus check. Christ.
1: Fez, you're a football fan. It's your only sport you've ever followed. Right. Unless you count wrestling as a sport, and no one does besides you. Um would you still be able to watch the sport if they got rid of the big
3: hits? Uh no, I don't think I would. I think I would I think that it's such a sport of just bursts of action anyway, and if you took that away, that I I don't think there would be the interest. So you'd rather I even these... think there would be the interest for gambling anymore on it. Mm-hmm. So you think um, let
1: the guys get Brain injuries. You'd rather that went on like that. Because the problem comes from us now. We know that this sport is, you know, these guys are kind of heroes to you when you're a kid. But you know now that they're going to become brain damaged as they get older. And it kind of takes the, the same kind of excitement away from them too. How would you know of like, oh, that just took eight years off of his life. You don't think of it, oh, you got knocked on your ass. But I just saw something awful happen.
2: People love it. People love fucking the violence.
1: Do you think they put it out of their mind?
2: Yeah. They, they, they're not thinking. They, no one thinks about the, oh, my God. That See, here's the
1: thing about heart. Junior Seau, which is interesting. Yes, he could go back and sue the NFL. Why can't he sue his college team? Why can't he sue his high school team? He got hits there. And all these things together is what caused it. Why does the NCAA get to skate on this? They make millions and millions of dollars. And there's tons of hits that take place there.
2: That's coming. I mean, once if once NFL pays out, because eventually they're going to have to fucking pay out somebody, then NCAA. Here's NA- my
1: plan I'm going to get a law degree yeah. and call everybody who ever played college football until I start getting guys who are willing to sue.
2: Fucking jump on that. Be the first to get, get commercials.
1: Be great. I just got to fucking study. I don't feel like doing that. You could
2: forge, like, a degree and then just... That
1: I would do. Or an internet
2: degree. Does anyone ever really look up, like, look into someone's fucking credentials when you're going to a lawyer?
1: Yes. Every single time. Yeah. There's never been a thing where, look, this dude says he's a lawyer (laughs) (laughs) and he's not. Or else I'd already be
3: doing it. Um, See, people forget about the... Like, let's say someone gets knocked out on the field. It's, I like we, to say jacked up. They get jacked up.
1: All right, now you're just going wrong.
3: And then everyone sits there and they kind of hold their breath, see if anything's moving. Then once the guy's back on his feet, there's the round of applause from the stadium. And it feels like that's it. It's over. He got back on his feet. He must be okay. It just comes and goes so quickly.
1: But you've made a good point, Fez. Now we can yell out, wait, we don't know yet we really got to wait decades to see whether that was a horrible situation. Because that's the problem with it. That this stuff takes a while to show up. And you can't even go back and say it's that one hit. It may be plenty of hits that were in practice. And for all we know, it might have been when he was wrestling with his brother in the driveway when he was, you know, a kid. We don't know. Um, here's Joe. Joe, you're on the run of Fez show.
5: Hey, what's going on, guys? I actually think they need to go the opposite direction. They don't need more padding. They need less padding. A guy's going to be way less uh, willing to spear or uh, throw his head into a guy uh, if he only has an old-school piece of leather strapped over his head like the you know the old
6: gridiron guys.
1: Well, that's the point you were making, Matt. You believe right. in that. I would take it up a little bit. What if we allow the uniforms to be made out of pins? So every time you're doing a tackle, you risk – 20, 30, on a good hit, 100 pins going into your body. And one player on the film, we don't know it is, is wearing a dirty hypodermic needle. Oh, my God. So that makes it even a little more exciting.
2: They could just rock leads you to doom fucking pads.
1: <laughs> Those really. are a little bit big, and I worry about death, where mine would just be more annoying to, like, I don't want to hit that hard. But I, I brought this up earlier. I remember thigh pads and knee pads. These guys are basically wearing shorts out there right now.
2: Yeah. They're, it's, they're just... And in
1: the case of Frank Gore, we know he's not wearing a cup.
2: That shit's just shaking around all over the place.
1: Because <laughs> he was shaking.
2: What the fuck, Frank?
1: Um, here is uh, RJ. You're on the Run and Fez show.
5: Hey, guys. Uh, hey, I just wanted to mention uh, about these hits and everything and the NFL making money off of it. Uh, they do sell on the NFL.com's website a uh, Big Hits DVD. That's nothing but just people getting laid out.
1: Um, yeah, and that's been around for you know since the beginning of NFL films. We love Big Hits. We love the fact that they're miked so we can hear it. But is it going to change the the game so much to where Fed says he would stop watching it without the Big Hits?
3: Yeah, I think I think the game would just go away basically altogether. I don't
1: see there's any chance of the game going away during your lifetime. I don't think in your lifetime there is a chance to see this game become number two. It's just too far ahead.
2: People are still going to watch. It's just just how it is. I mean, some really crazy shit has to happen.
1: This country is, you know, the reason why early on they, they said to the NFL, we don't want you to play on Saturdays and Friday nights. Because we want to pre- preserve those nights for high school and college. we From the beginning, we're like, we want all different kinds of football. We love football. I would honestly say that the second biggest league in this country is college football. It's bigger than pro baseball. It's bigger than pro basketball. After that, the third biggest league, XFL. <laughs> that was my dream. You um,
2: hate me,
6: right?
1: Here's uh, Scott. Scott, you're on the Running show.
6: Yeah, um,
5: I don't really think that this is that big of a deal. I mean, it's not across the board. Every single player has this. Um, they get paid well to to do their job. I mean, there's plenty of soldiers, myself included, that come back that are a little messed up, or other people who kill themselves. They're not able to file wrongful death suits. You know, well, that's because. It,
1: so you want the United States government to take over the NFL? Because then you'd no. have the same thing. This is a corporation, and all you'd have to do is go back to see what happened in manufacturing. That at one time guys had to work around, uh, upset, uh what is asbestos or yeah, you know certain kinds of things that would make them sick, uh, coal miners or whatnot, and safety regulations had to be put in. This is not the United States government with their military. Those corporations have a right to be sued like any corporation.
2: They're probably just trying to wait out any guy suing them, so hoping he dies. So well, it's up to, what, that like 1,500?
3: If not Is a couple of thousand? Many? That are all putting some sort of lawsuit together? Man, wouldn't you hate to be a lawyer working on the side of the
1: NFL on those things? Because you get in front of a jury, and I think the jury's going to light the NFL up. Because they're billionaires.
2: They have nothing but money. They, they just make so much fucking money. I, don't know, I guess there's enough scumbag fucking high-powered lawyers, and maybe they could actually fucking turn them. Maybe they could actually turn a fucking an entire jury of people.
1: Boy, you hate lawyers, don't you? I like the lawyers that I've had that have fucking gotten me off on things. That's the funny thing. Everybody likes their lawyer. It's like but hates other lawyers.
2: I only like public offen- the defenders. That's for sure.
1: Uh, here's Travis, California. You're on the first Show.
5: Yeah. yeah. I got a question for Fez real quick. Yes. Do you ever get a concussion from having
3: gay faggot sex? See you. Let's see. That's not. Oh, that. oh, my God. Haven't had it yet. But if my head got bounced off the headboard, I'd be excited. Fez, I don't know if
1: that's helpful to, to actually put that like it was an actual question. It would just lead to more of those. But that's me. I'm old school that way
2: that happens, you should just get a razor blade, cut yourself, and just, I don't know, freak out whatever dude's banging you.
1: See, that's what I mean. It's just goes uh, further and further exactly. in, and it becomes gayer and gayer. But you come up with a point now. Razor blades to keep big hits. It's not going to kill anybody, razor blade, but you're not going to dive into one, are you?
2: Hell no. If it hit an artery, it's over, man.
1: I might even wear a razor blade suit sit around here and just start to say to people, you want to fuck with me? Attack. They're going to say no. And every team should be called the porcupines. Which I won anyway. That's my dream team.
2: Fearsome
6: animal.
1: show <clears throat> on the Run and Fez show.
6: Hey, everyone, Hi, guys. Uh, I just wanted to point out I, I was watching uh, a few months ago
5: on uh, Real Sports and HBO. They had a special uh, pro, um, session with uh, head injury with football players, and they uh, had these the scientists that put these uh, sensors and helmets. And they
6: show that they actually get hit more during practice in the course of the week, several hundred times. See, that's what I think. Yeah, the more in the practice the
1: actual games And it's not so much from any one big hit. It's from constantly over a lifetime, you know, hitting like this. Um, So you can't even get rid of big hits to defeat this thing. I just watched Chris pick his nose and flick it. As we're on the air here. Yeah, that happened. And what I direction
3: did he flick it towards? Towards you. Oh.
1: And I saw the thing. Here's the weird thing about it. I saw it moving through air oh. and watched it bounce. And I've never seen anything like that in my life. It's here somewhere. it's somewhere I'll in find it. I'll find area. I'll find it. I don't know if it hit you, but you can't find it. You had it
3: comfortably in your nose. It wasn't comfortable, obviously. <laughs> I'm sure it's on the board somewhere, I, and I'm going to hit something and touch it accidentally. Look,
2: I'll, I'll, I will find it, and I will clean it up. No, Nothing to worry about, everyone. There's nothing to Man, worry about. I want about. you to
1: know Pips is in charge of you, not this monster. <laughs> by the way, do you think uh, Joe lied today by not coming in? I
8: have no idea. Already, I don't know him well enough to, to say You already got anything. a problem with
1: that kid, though, right? Me?
8: Yeah, no. you guys have a beef, though. I,
2: I think, we
1: put, I think yeah. we put you over too much yesterday because you're all American boy, and he's that you know. It's fine with me. He's that you know. He str- <laughs> struggle. He struggles to be accepted. Um, I'll reach out to him and see it's if like I can. please. Don't don't.
2: No, don't worry, Pip. Serious, everyone. I'll I'll reach out to him and I'll make sure he feels accepted.
1: Everything you touch turns to fuck, dude. And I don't <laughs> want that to happen. Bullshit. Bullshit. Or
3: get snot on it. But that happened one time. And I'm, I told right, you already.
1: remember what just happened when yeah. you threw that thing? <laughs> I can't yeah, forget I, it. I, I yeah. do remember that. I, Now that you're me, I remember it, too. <laughs> it's been out of my mind for a while. And he is oh. the one going, oh, we should have meatball sandwiches. I know a great place. And I'm just thinking of snot hands now. No, no meatball yeah. sandwiches. I have nothing to do with the meatball sandwiches.
3: I ain't making them. No, it, but when the food comes in, who goes, all right, here, Ronnie, this is yours. I won't do it this, this one's time. Yours. I won't do it that this time. Well, then who's going to do it? I don't know, man.
2: Pips, you want to hand out sandwiches?
1: We don't trust Pips. What? He's your acolyte. Uh, Bruce, you're on the <laughs> running face show.
5: Yeah, you better <laughs> hope that Booger didn't land on anything, Anthony. He'll throw the whole fucking studio away. But, uh, what I was going to say is if you watch the Baltimore game on Sunday, you had a receiver get popped, completely fucking leveled. Very next play, he gets up, scores the touchdown, no big deal. Earlier in the game, you get a player that just doesn't even look like that bad of a hit. He's slow getting up. You know, you got to worry about it. And then you can't even tell what hit is actually going to fuck you up.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you're you're exactly right. You're 100 percent right that there, it's impossible to know which hit is going to shake your brain loose. Uh, remember the security guard that got taken out early in the game? Yeah. I watched him the way he went out. He landed on his back. His head never hit the ground. It looked like he handled it perfectly in the terms of when we were training uh, with the WWE guys. They showed you how to take a proper bump, never let your head go down. And yet he'd still shaken his, what I call, brain juice around a little bit.
3: Oh, man, he got...
1: But look at the way he wrote that down. I mean, he did a textbook for not knowing it was coming.
3: Yeah, he goes down on his elbows.
1: And he took the full force... Across the, the best part of his back. His his head never hit. And it took him. Like, they had stopped the game. They're like, I don't know what the fuck to do.
2: Injury timeout for the security guard. Everybody was
1: nervous about him.
8: I was taken out by Heinz Ward once on the sideline.
1: What? What the fuck? Do you realize that you'll be able to drink for that for the rest of your life? What... It
8: wasn't as bad.
1: Yeah. No, when you were standing there, and here comes Heinz, was it only him or. Several guys.
8: There was someone behind them, but he stopped in time.
1: So did he hit you? No. And so you were fine?
8: Yeah, just rolled my ankles and twisted my knee, but I was... But when you often... think
1: yourself, not everybody sees me now. I look like uh, I better milk this.
8: Anytime that I get a second of airtime on the sideline, I get <laughs> my pocket starts blowing up because everyone's, everyone's texting me about it. So who were you covering this for? I do some freelance work for... Quackman Productions, which is the film crew for ESPN for Monday Night Football. So yeah. I run wires on the sideline for for them. Nice.
1: It's a lot of fun. We used to be in D.C. and uh, they had the radio thing so you could go down. just If you're holding a disc, you get to go down there. And um, when the players start to come towards you, it is shocking how different that looks because it looks like and sounds like galloping horses. It doesn't... You don't have the same feeling at all, and you think to yourself almost every time, I don't think I can
8: get out of the way of this. It's so fast.
1: It's so fucking fast that it's stunning every single time.
8: Fuck, man. I think the guards also, those guards, they can't face the field. They're always right. facing the crowd, so they have no idea what's coming up behind them.
1: Yeah, and everybody acts like, oh, great, you're down on the field. First of all, you really can't tell what's going on out there, too. It looks like you're watching a riot. You know what I mean? Like... And the other weird thing is, how much grass is flying all the time?
8: Depends where you are.
1: Grass is just up in the air, and you're like, I fucking, it's like you just showed up at a gang fight.
8: This guy's
2: fucking Sue Julio Jones. That's what should happen.
1: I'll I'm rep- sure he's uh, mocking it for quite some time.
2: I'll represent him. He's it's a like, big guy, Julio, also. Yeah, he's big.
1: How are you going to represent him?
2: I'll be like, hey, man, I'm a lawyer. Trust me.
1: You already went through this. You can't tell people you're a lawyer if you're not. Oh, I'm not even sure if you could tell people you're a producer of a radio show.
2: Oh, god, that today fucking was hurts.
1: Just, today was a rough day for you.
2: What? Oh, I've been on it. That fucking lifeboat was the shit.
1: Hmm. I'll wait till the reviews come in.
2: I'll always think it was the shit. I don't care what the reviews are.
1: Hmm. Odd. Um let's go over here to um here's Tony. Tony in Cleveland, you're on the Red Face Show.
5: How's it going? going
1: Yeah.
5: Hey uh my son played college football and uh when he when him and his teammates were sitting around and during two days they were watching these videos, and I don't remember who exactly did it, but it was those like those sports science guys they have on ESPN and stuff. And they had put these suits on offensive and defensive linemen at the college level and the pro level that have got those little, like, impact sensors on them. And at the college level, they say every time these linemen, I'm talking about the big layout receiver hits, stuff like that, but just the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen hitting each other at the college level has an impact of about 15 to 20 miles an hour, like two cars hitting each other. And at the pro level, it's anywhere from 20 to 25 miles an hour. Now, imagine a lot of these kids, like my son started playing when he was six, played all the way through college, you know, and I'm not saying it's the little league level they were taking hits at that level, but, you know, you're taking those hits hundreds and hundreds of times. Now, take two cars, pick the cars, doesn't matter, and have them sit there banging each other hundreds of times at 20 miles an hour, and you wonder why the damage is done. And
1: it, you know what's really weird, too, if you've ever been in, like, a car thing? uh You never know, because I've been in some pretty bad car accidents, kind of walked out of them. But one time, me and my friends were partying at this, uh, we used to always hang out outside of this little elementary school. The cops used to say the kids could party there as long as they didn't go anywhere else. Nice. And we were all in a car, and we were backing up, um, just as slow as it takes to back up. And we catch the corner. He hits the thing. Everybody kind of laughed it off. Your dick checked to see his car. The next day, all four of us are fucking necks were killing us. We all had whiplash from basically just barely coming. But like, if you would have hit a park car, you wouldn't have felt it. But because we hit a an old stone building, shit. And that night, maybe it's because we were partying and nobody paid any attention to it. The next day was coming. I was just my fucking neck. We everybody's neck was killing them. Everybody had this weird whiplash, so you don't know what's going to fucking hurt you.
2: We're just bags of meat, man. We're all gonna. gonna we're all fucking done. It's too fragile. This is how
1: quickly you go into this yeah. dystopian future. This nihilist the idea. We're trying to come up with safety for the NFL, and you take it to some. We're all going to die, and we're simply meat rotting on bones. <laughs> Why can't you just? Stay in perspective. I'm with looking this. at the big
2: picture, dude.
1: <laughs> um, Jim Cleveland, you're on the Red Face Show.
5: Hey, fuzzy, you sound great today. Hey,
6: Ron, I'm curious. What it, what do you think this would uh, do to boxing if uh, if there was a big lawsuit that went against uh, the NFL? Is it not organized enough, or would that open up boxing to potential lawsuits down the road too?
1: Well, see that there. You came up with an interesting thing that boxing can drop these federations. And start new ones within seconds. Um, But years ago in boxing, when they start to go, holy shit, some of these guys are punch drunk. They flashed around the idea of headgear and bigger gloves. They can make boxing safer they've done it in the Olympics. No one wants to fucking see that. They want to see people get hurt. There's something about human beings that we want to see people get hurt. Now, the weird thing is, We're totally okay with basketball. We don't want that to be a rougher sport. We don't want baseball to be a rougher sport. But it's the way football was introduced to us. And the weird thing about football fans is you think that if you watch football, actually watch it, you are somehow manlier. Like people do this, yeah, me and my buddies, we're all big guys. We watch football. How's that fucking making you bigger? You're watching a game. A woman can do that. You're not playing.
2: They're also getting hammered drunk.
1: I'm not going to judge people by whether or not they consume alcohol. I'm not either. I'm just pointing it out. Okay, so how does that tie in for what we're talking about? Because then I can I move think on the on.
2: amount of... Oh, no, I'll just stop.
1: <laughs> no, I really don't want to know. I'm curious.
2: More alcohol you drink. I think some people think that makes them manlier as well.
1: You are so lucky that Liz fire lives in Florida. That's the thing that you got going for you, that the Twitter producer.
2: There's no such thing.
1: There is one. We have one. Liz.
2: I, I don't recognize that authority at all.
1: Well, you also told me that you don't recognize North Korea, but I guarantee you that place exists. Yeah, but they're
2: fucking just starving their people and they're communists, so fuck them.
1: I can't fight that. You came up with a great point. I got to give you that one. That's... Point, Chris Stanley. They each get a pound
3: of candy on Kim Jong-un's birthday. That's a fucking publicity stunt. I don't even think that that's true.
1: <laughs> I There's nothing for me to believe that that's true. I know they say that everyone's getting a pound of candy. Um, let's go over here to uh, Vinny. You're on the Run of show. Hey, Ron.
6: Fez, Pepper. Hey. Hey, um, I got a 22-year-old son, pretty healthy um you know or works out can run play soccer um last weekend fell off the couch um landed on his face broke his neck and oh, Jesus. Spots. what the wow. fuck
1: Jesus, so, how's everything going ben
6: it it's all right you know he, he it's we're in you know it's tough my wife had a not work cuz she has to stay with him now but uh it's um he's going to walk and stuff like that but he just fell off the couch and this is a healthy kid so how people withstand football injuries, and I played up until up until high school, you know, through high school, yeah. I, I don't understand how that works. I just don't understand how that this happened, you know?
1: You know, there's such things as, you know, just that freak thing that can just happen every once in a while. Things can go on uh, for many, many years and be okay, and uh, that one shot happens. Doug, you're on the Run of show.
5: Yeah, Ron, the NFL knows that they can't sell a less violent product. They have the Pro Bowl every year. It doesn't do shit in the ratings because no one wants to go out there and put it on the field and actually hit.
1: I certainly don't Bull- want I'm not going to be watching the Pro Bowl this weekend. I'm not going to put myself through it. It's annoying.
4: The
2: over is 84 and a half. Should I take it? I would. Yeah.
1: For first half? <laughs> <laughs> um. But also, I would also think it was awful if I saw somebody make a big open field tackle. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? This is supposed to be fun. Why are you down here playing like a crazy person? You know, I don't want to see Tom Brady get fucking knocked on his ass in that game because it's a useless game.
8: A few years ago, Sean Taylor leveled the punter, and it was a big story. He yeah. he destroyed the punter, and it was it was huge because it's the Pro Bowl, and it's a defenseless punter.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't do a goddamn thing in this stupid game. It's just dumb.
8: Um, let's see this. Boom. <laughs> oh, shit. It's <laughs> a pro bowl hit on a punter. <laughs> he got what he's fucking coming to him. Two
1: and three. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Every time you watch that, when
8: flying. That one hurts.
1: I was uh, watching a game one time and you saw a vicious fucking hit like that and the guy's not getting up. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, oh, I hate this. It looks, you know, I always worry about the broken neck. And the person comes up with a go. like, what are you, a pussy? I'm
8: like, what are you talking about? I don't want to see anybody break their fucking neck out of here. It's crazy. In Kansas City last season, when Matt Castle went down with an injury, the fans yeah. cheered him. And the old lineman, he destroyed the fans after the game. Yeah,
1: their own fans because. They really did want him out. Um, let's go over here to Jay Tampa. You're on the Run and Face Show.
5: Hey, Ron. A million bucks as usual. Oh, uh, thanks, take, take it easy on Chris. You know, you keep telling him that he's not a lawyer and he can't talk like that. Didn't uh, DeVito play a lawyer in John Grissom's uh, Rainmaker? And he wasn't a lawyer.
1: Well, I, mean, I haven't seen the Rainmaker. I don't see a lot of the Gus. Let's uh, say Gus Grissom. That was an astronaut. What is his name? Um, John, Grissom. John. John Grissom, thank you
2: Rainmaker was a fucking crime lord from the future, alright, that guy's way off
1: Rainmaker is also the guy in the Showtime show in House of Cards Are you looking that up? Yeah, I like to look things up You do like to look a lot of stuff up I'm all over it Um Eric, you're on the run of show
5: Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, Centaur. Just a real quick point um, that I think. I don't think the NFL players have a shot in the, at, at anything with this lawsuit. Work in this country is not guaranteed. Nobody forced them to, to become football players. Nobody forced them to go out and perform on Sunday. This was all voluntary. So, so how can they win a lawsuit?
1: You're acting like we haven't... Because you, you, I think, as and I'm not a lawyer myself, although I do remind myself of the rainmaker, but you're acting like manufacturing places haven't been sued for generations, coal mines haven't sued. You, you, you have to provide them as much um, safety as humanly possible. And first of all, they get away with so much already in the NFL. I was reading this thing that even when Strahan was in the um, league for many, many years. They had offered him like 17 million, and they're going, You get the guarantee 10 million this year, and the guarantee is 7 million next year. And he's like, Nope, I got to have all 17. That's how little they, they trust the league that if they blow out a league, they're, they're, they something, they're not just out of there. All those guys play every week knowing that if they're hurt, that's the end of it. There's no more money.
2: It's fucking terrible. It's Fuck.
1: an ugly game, man. It's much uglier than basketball, uh, much uglier than uh, baseball.
3: I would think they would eventually get, especially if lawsuits start coming in and money starts going out, they would get to a point where it's almost like boxing, where a player has to go like through an MRI and a full physical before each Sunday to see if they could go out there on and the how field. And now you bet on that. To see if there is any sort of sign of brain damage or concussion,
1: right? But then, how do you bet on the games?
3: The fucking if you lines not
1: know crazy. what who's going to be don't, don't playing the down. games, that's the big thing. Gambling plays such a big part of this that if you have to wait constantly, if anybody has an edge on any of this stuff, and no one trusts the team doctors, you know, you're going to have to have outside people that the coaches aren't. Uh, that have no sway over, and who's going to believe that? And by the way, to that last caller, if, if these guys don't stand a chance, the NFL sure isn't acting that way. The NFL is going out of their way now to look like all we care about is safety, and we will find the shit out of anybody, and we will guarantee this and that. The NFL honestly believes that they're in trouble, and they don't know what to do about it. And it's kind of screwy because... No matter what happens, something is going to change big about the game. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Manifest Show.
5: Hey, Ronnie. Hey, uh, going back a little while ago to where you were talking about piling on, plus he
7: hit uh, great one the other
5: night. But the guy looked like he took a vicious hit, laying on the field, twitching. Everybody's piling on the football, stepping on him. That was the best part. When they showed the replay, all they
1: did was do the splits, not on Okay. Good point. What are you looking up there, Chris?
2: I just had to study on the CTE.
1: You learning a lot?
2: Learn a little bit.
1: Why do you lie about being a lawyer? You ought to lie about being a doctor.
2: I'm just, that's that's a little dicey because I don't think I'd want to cut into someone. And, I don't know. You ever of
1: hear of anyone that. who ever became a doctor and a lawyer? No. Mm-hmm. I believe his name came up on the air today. He's a writer. Doctor. lawyer, Writer lawyer. of novels. <laughs> um, Fuck me. Here's Rob. Rob, you're on the run of show.
5: Yeah, guys. I uh, met caller earlier was a little bit incorrect um, the reason the NFL players are, get, are suing is because they're saying that the NFL knew 15, 20 years ago they were told by doctors that this could be a problem and that they did nothing to warn the players. They didn't tell them going, hey, look, you know, you could have long-term brain issues, uh, These the things like uh, the guys that are killing themselves and whacking out. And then uh, they're also saying that that's why the NFL now, every time there's one of these vicious hits that are even borderline, they're fining the shit out of players suspending them because if it does go to court, they could go, look, we are being proactive and we're doing everything we can to stop this.
1: So you actually think that 20 years ago uh, they had heard that these guys were going to end up this way and just refused to change the game?
5: That's what I mean, that's what the players are suing for. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, Steve Young was talking about it back when he got some of his first concussions, which was back in, what, the late 80s, early 90s. He said that he was warned by his physician that you know prolonged you know prolonged concussion syndrome can be dangerous and all this. And they're saying the NFL knew. Well the NFL was saying no, we didn't know, that this was just, you know, opinions that wasn't proven.
1: Uh, coming up at three o'clock, uh, Katie Kirk will be doing her interview with Yes not only Mantiteo, but an empty chair. I believe she does have the girlfriend face.
2: Um, That's weird. Why is up there? Get the fucking dude that he was talking to. Just get him.
1: Um, should we check that out? It's over on Buzzfeed, or we got it on on it's on the iBank. Right, if you go over to the iBank, we've got some of the. These are basically the fake uh, girlfriends' <laughs> voicemail. Let's. I don't know how long this will stay up, but it's up right now. Let's take a listen.
7: I'm just letting you know you got here, and I'm getting ready for my first session, and I just want to call you, keep you posted, and I miss you, I love you, bye. I don't know who answers your phone. I don't care. This is my last time trying. You really put what you want.
0: Hey, babe, I'm just calling to say good night. I love you. I know that you're probably doing homework or you're with the boys. or grabbing me. I'm fatty. But I just want to say I love you and goodnight. And I'll be okay tonight. I'll do my best. Um, Yeah, so get your rest, and I will talk to you tomorrow. I love you so much, guys.
1: Sweet Uh Was that TMZ that had those first, or who put them TMZ? Yeah. Who would ever, for a moment, believe that that was a fucking girl?
0: Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm a girl, I guess. I'm sure you're starting her out with your boys. I love
1: you. There's some of it. Um, w- one of the ones was... Lene was upset because she thinks that he has somebody else in his room... And the other one was a voicemail the day before Lene died. And it's just fucking insanity.
2: Jesus Christ. Here's when she thinks he has someone else in the room. I
7: don't know who answered your phone. I don't care. This is my last time trying. You to play what you want.
2: <laughs> Take you. <it. laughs> this is before the day she died. Or, you know, died. Yeah.
0: Babe, I'm just going to say good night. I love you. I know that you're probably doing homework or you're with the boys or grabbing me or the fatty. But I just want to say I love you and good night. And I'll be okay tonight. I'll do my best. Um. Yeah. So your yours and I
6: will talk to you tomorrow.
1: I love you so much. I'm Now, who, who is the gay kid that supposedly fooled him?
8: Ronea Tuia Sopo. What's, this What's his name? Ronea Tuia
1: Now that's who we were listening to, right? A dude going like, "Ah, uh, I'm a, uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm no, this isn't
0: a legend. This is 100 percent true. I am Ronea Tia Popata." Uh-huh. I got uh-huh. chemo later. I wish you were here right now sucking my dick. I mean, licking my vagina since I have one where my cock isn't at. I mean, seriously, you <laughs> turn me on so much. I'm so glad that I don't have a hard dick right now because I have this vagina. I wish you were here. I'd be blowing you until you came all over my balls. I met the other thing, whatever girls have. No, 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 no. Don't talk about... Just talk about my asshole and then fucking me in the mouth.
1: Making love to it. Fucking mouth. Samoa must be the nuttiest place ever. And if I... if Seriously, if I was a Samoan and I lived on that island, I would be there with a crane trying to dig a hole so deep that the island would fucking fill with water and sink to the bottom <laughs> so we would have to put up with this embarrassment.
2: He makes all Samoans look... Gay. Gay and... Kind of retarded.
1: Now the other thing is, Fez, this is why people are distrustful of gays. You know what I mean? Because look at this shit that they do.
8: And he's from one of the most respected families in this in the Samoans. Yeah, the respected. They got the, fucking shoes. Well,
1: so he's a football
8: player, a, the baseball player, mm-hmm. and so they're one of the most athletic families supposedly. And he just never made it.
1: How could he make it? He's fucking a gay kid. Pulling up dudes and fucking just say, I don't know what you're doing right
0: now. I wish I was over your house, though. I have a girl's bike, so, you know, it's because I'm a girl. Totally not a dude.
3: And they can't be nearly as uh, respected as Afen Sika's family. The wild Samoans.
1: Man, if you do, if you did a wrestling show with a giant fucking lap, especially if it was, you got to remember, this kid is so young, he has no idea. You might as well have brought up a fucking Charlie Chaplin to him. Um, but
0: uh, you know, I don't know what you're supposed to do right now. I'll call me later on my girl phone, my pink phone. <laughs> I'll try to pick it up with my vagina lips, because
1: uh, oh. that's what I am, a girl. Um, John, you're on the run of fish show. John. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah.
6: So, we're kind of past it a little bit, but talk about the difference between baseball and football. You know, the the football players, only the superstars get the
5: big contracts. And, I mean, look at B.J. Upton uh, in baseball. He signed a $77 million guaranteed contract. He hit
6: 255 and 30 stolen bases last year. Not one player, no one in the NFL, has $77 million in guaranteed money. It's no
1: unbelievable. One. It's unbelievable that the, the this league that makes so much money turns around and sees these baseball players make it a lot more. Oh. And let's face it, most baseball players could walk down the street and not fucking have anybody yell out the car at them.
2: The league average is like 3 million or something?
1: You're making 3 million? Yeah, and that's because you're averaging in guys that are not playing at all. They're, they're just sitting there going, fuck. I'm getting fucking 2 million dollars like a fucking bum. Shit, I gotta make some real money. My ass is broke. Um let's go over here to uh Rob. Rob, you're on Ron and Fez.
5: Hey Ron, hey Fez, hey Pepper. Um Hi. my mom died eight years ago and she went through a, a like about a cancer and she was pretty much the last few weeks, her voice was virtually non existent. I mean her this chick's voice or
6: dude's chick voice sounds so strong. It's like how stupid do you have to be Man Titeo? Cannot be straight. No, he's not straight. No way.
1: He doesn't know it yet, but he's not straight. To allow that to happen. There's no one who would think that was a chick.
6: No. No. I'm
5: appalled. I grew up around Notre Dame. I'm I'm just sad for Notre Dame. I swear to God. we're going to bring him down? I'm going to go listen
1: to it a little more. But I think that last one that I listened to, that same thing has been left for me. That same exact voice on my answering service, from Jerry Barca. And...
2: Oh, my God.
1: It's Parker, Um Let me
0: know if you want me... Come on. Is somebody there with you? Fucking answer me.
1: <laughs> Go Irish. Well, Fez, you gave us the gay perspective on that, and I appreciate it. All right. They're it totally in a, on it together. It is a... You're show, Matt. Good job, buddy. Thank you. I feel sorry that you knocked the other kid out so fast, but...
2: <laughs> I'm going to fucking get that kid back in here. That's I believe that
1: no. I believe that he's going to tell us that he's going to leave a voicemail that he died.
0: <laughs> oh, this is Punchy Joe's uh, mom. He passed away today.
2: Ron, I got a bunch of voicemails I got to play
0: I guess you. he got poisoned by that Matt that everybody fawned <laughs> over.
1: Uh, and he stayed on, the, if you believe this thing, he stayed on the fucking phone for hours a night.
2: Right. With someone talking
1: like this.
2: There was, I think, a thousand phone calls to that fucking, to the, the, the girlfriend. And over a hundred of them were for over an hour long.
3: Yeah, they had like 500 hours of <laughs> phone bill. It's
2: crazy.
1: Well, we're going to watch this thing in a couple of minutes
2: going to be the best.
1: It will be the best. Uh, that's it for us. Tomorrow's Friday. Fun Fridays. Um, tomorrow we're going to do the entire thing as a Mexican fiesta. See. Si. And also a new thing for anybody who wants to bring their dogs in here for the show tomorrow. You're more than welcome.
2: Oh, my God. It would be awesome to have dogs in here. Mm-hmm. Fucking party with him, fucking feeding beer, get him all fucked up.
1: The way I get my dog is I always put shades on and just say, just act like it's leading me. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh, and we're also doing a new game show tomorrow called Expose the Gypsy. So I don't know how that works out, <laughs> but it's going to be fun. Who are you get picking that? right now, Matt, the Super Bowl, if you had to pick today? 49ers. Ooh, all 49ers here.
3: Line's three um, and a half now. Speaking of game shows, brand new round of Either or Neither is on the front page of the iBang today. Can you figure out if it's a Middle Eastern leader or a planet from the Star Wars universe? There's that plug.
1: You got it in, buddy. How you feel?
3: Not so good.
1: Fine.
3: Probably should have mentioned it sooner. I don't know if I have this, but... Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk.